Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, where Christ culture and nerd culture are like the Netflix and Hulu of your life. Uh, each one providing you with sustenance, but doing without making you sit through all those annoying ads. My name is Tony T, and for the next little bit, we're going to be talking about all the things that make us geek out and give glory to God. But guess what? I'm not going to be doing it by myself. To my left, and with me as always, forget Regis and Trebek and send Howie home. He's America's favorite game show host, even when no one is remotely interested in playing his game. It's Steve-O Supremo. (laughs) Malakalikimaka, everybody. I think my man just got the Holy Ghost right here <laughs> on this program. Praise him right there. Are you okay? Yeah. That Do you want to try that again? Malakalikimaka, everybody. There you go, man. And, and aloha oi to you, my yeah, friend. That's a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Yeah, are you dreaming of tropical breezes and sandy beaches? In a month, I will be. Yeah, man. Very nice. Well, we're not going to make it all the way to Hawaii. That's eh, close enough. We'll be, uh, we'll be having some Caribbean dreams. All right. Well, Stephen here is checked in, moving across the table. Don't let her girl next door charm fool you. She is part Pam Beasley, part Veronica Mars, and part Xena Warrior Princess. It's America's sweetheart, Jackie freaking Wilson. Oh, hi. Hey, Jackie. Hi. You look so festive tonight. Yes, I've I got love it. candy canes in my hair. There's candy canes in your hair and holly and ivy and you got a gingerbread top on and Star Wars pants on. You are like mm-hmm. the cross culture of like nerd and Christmas season. It's perfect. I'm also very comfortable right now. <laughs> I wish we. I wish you'd told us we were doing a pajama <laughs> theme night. Pajamas. We could have all brought our PJs in here. Are you wearing like like slippers too? Yes, I am. Oh, man, they're man. fuzzy on the inside. That's well, next level. Gold star for full commitment. Uh, moving right around, every sitcom needs wacky comic release, and in the tradition of uh, Joey Gladstone, Steve Urkel, and Barney Rubble, it is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Merry Christmas, everybody. Mer- Merry Christmas. What was that? Mer- Merry Chrysler. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Happy. Have a criminal. <laughs> what are you trying to <laughs> say? What are you even trying to communicate right now? Bar River. What the heck is happening with Tony right now? <laughs> you just tickled me, Neff. You tickled me, Bonnie. So what's up, big friend? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing really good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing better now. <laughs> Oh, oh man, <laughs> let's let's finish this up and get on with the podcast <laughs> we're trying to be doing with the smarts of the Gilmore Girls and the entertainment factor of Sabado Gigante. I she is you. my favorite <laughs> telenovela. <laughs> it is Lise Marie Valentine. Hello, hello, hello I do have a question. Am I single? <laughs> I know the answer to that one. I was wondering who Sa- was Salvador Gigante. Who is that? <laughs> Who's Salvador? Sal- Salvador Gigante. <laughs> Sal- okay, Salvador. it's okay that you don't know that. Salvador Gigante is a famous luchador from Puerto Rico. He was known, calm yourself, don't be so loud. He was known for being actually like massive, like almost Andre the Giant size. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the only non-masked luchadors from Puerto Rico. Um, he actually trained Scott Hall when Scott Hall was one of the Puerto Rican wrestlers down there. How- he was, you know these things? Scott Hall Puerto Rican? Or did he he, he's like not, but that's where he started out was doing Puerto Rican. His original character was, uh, you're going to make, you're going to think I'm making this up, but it was something like Coyote Starship. But oh he gosh. but he ended up baking out big as a character named the Diamond Stud. 
uh, which is kind of funny if you he know started off of as the coyote, uh, the coyote airplane, but then later on, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just became Starship. Yeah, exactly. and he built this city <laughs> on oh, rock and the roll, Chico. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Lee Smotty. Sorry, we ran away with your introduction. Hello. What, do you, what are we ASMRing tonight? It is ready. Can you? Can we just do it where they like guess what it is based well, on the crunch? We can't hear the guess. Guess. All right. All right. Everybody, guess what Lee Smitty is crunching on tonight. Oh, mm. you might be able to guess. That, that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty trademark. All I'm saying is we should have a poll about it. We should have a poll. <laughs> guess is it, is what it, it is that Lee Smitty just crunched on. Give us. Give us one more, lady. Ready? Okay. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. So unsavory. <laughs> I want chips so bad. All right, baby. don't touch anything. Your fingers are all orange. But guess what it is that she's got? You can let us know <laughs> what you think she's got by connecting with us across all the social medias on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can check out our blog at nerdofgodcast.com or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. You can also call... Our Nerd of Godcast hotline at area code 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. That's 760-NODCAST. Leave us a message, and if you say something particularly inspiring or enlightening, we will put you on the show. That is our guarantee to you. He's got the brain of Bill Nye the Science Guy, the heart of Ensign Wesley Crusher, and the people skills of Dr. Gregory House. He is our super genius, Nicholas W. Sadler. Hello. What's up, Nick? Not much, been printing a lot of stuff well well hang on a second now, <laughs> i felt like he was gonna say not much just college but then he realized it's done yeah nick I, I i i've known you for a long time buddy i've i've uh we we've been friends for a couple of years now right almost three years and now listen to me i listened to the podcast from last week when you were on here with scott higa and you talked more in that episode than you have in every single other episode you've been a part of combined what what's the deal? What does Scott have that I don't have? Aww. Well, we had a nice conversation about Star Trek. All right, so we're going to have to talk some Star Trek so we can get you out of your shell a little bit. We're going to have an all Star Trek, all Legos, oh, all Minecraft, all Pokemon episode of the Nerd of Godcast. It's going to be the, the Nicholas W. Sadler special. And he's going to be leading. And it'll be all Nick. All right, so uh, Nick, Nick, you'll start us out. So go. Hi. There it is. Sorry. <laughs> Well, we are glad to have you guys. Who wants to play a game tonight? I do. Me. So on tonight's show, we're going to be talking television, and we're going to open this thing up with a television game show. Are you ready? No. I Okay. Well, at least you're honest. Okay, the way that that this is going to work is that you guys all have Uno cards right in front of your face. So this is the way it's going to work. We're going to go around the table, and uh, one at a time, when it's your turn, we are going to give you a chance to uh, guess a television theme song, oh, so no. I know, but they're 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 not too hard. It shouldn't be anything that's outside of your realm of potentially getting it. I and lose this everything. this is the way that it's going to work. You are going to flip over an Uno card one at a time. When it's your turn, you'll flip over your Uno card, and I will flip over my Uno card. Now, if your card is the same number or color as mine, you can listen to the TV theme song and guess it. But if it's not the same color as mine and it's a different number than mine, then we are going to have some special rules and conditions that will determine the way that you listen to the song. And I will explain that as the game goes on. Are you ready? Yeah. Sure. yeah. What is All the name right. of this game? The name of this game is You versus Television. Because there's like a you verse 
you versus like a way sometimes people yeah. watch TV. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to go eating. You know, Jackie, you dressed up cute tonight. So you're going to get to go first. How is that? Yeah. All right. So, Jackie, go ahead and flip over a card. And you have a blue five. A blue five. I have a blue zero. So, Jackie, you get to play this straight up and normal. Okay. There's nothing weird about what we're going to do. So, I'm going to play a TV theme song and you're going to have to guess what it is. Okay. Now, if you can't guess what it is, then your opponents are going to be able to ring in and steal it. Okay. All right. And I will say, I will say when they're when they're allowed to steal. But you have first crack at it because it's your round. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly so, 14 million uh, years ago expansion oh, started. Okay. Wait. What do you got? It's uh, Big Bang Theory. It is the Big Bang Theory. All right. Yeah, so Jackie. The but the wall, we put the pyramids. Math, science, history, <laughs> unraveling the mystery. It all started with a big bang. Bang. Good job, guys. All right. So, Jackie, you get one point. Congratulations. Yay. We'll move around to Neff. Go ahead and draw Hi. your Uno card, sir. A plus four. Neff gets a plus four. Wild. Now, a wild card is a difficult card to get. And the way the conditions that happen now, and it doesn't matter what I draw um, out of my deck, you've got a, you've got a four. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you listen to four seconds of the theme song. Are you ready? Yes. The only thing is, it's the same one second clip played four times. <laughs> oh, joy. All right, so here we go. Happy days. Happy days is correct. <laughs> Sunday for Sunday one point. Month. Neff, good job. So it's not such it's not such a hard game. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right, uh, all right. Least money. That means you are up right now. Flip your card over, and skip. we got to skip. So we're skipping your turn. Sorry. What? Oh, ouch. It's unfortunate, but it is the rules. Um, all right, Stephen, flip jacked. flip your card. I got a red four. A red four. I have a <laughs> blue three. All right, so now since your card is higher than mine and not a matching number, you are going to get to listen to the theme song played at 200% speed. <laughs> Sweet. All right, so here we go, Stephen. <laughs> Friends. Yeah, it is friends. <laughs> Sung by that. the chipmunks. I can't clap that fast. Everybody sing along. Ready? Here we go. Turn off the light. That's awesome. You could watch all the seasons of Friends in one afternoon like that. This was really helpful. All right. So that's very good, Stephen. One point for you. And we move back around to Nick Sadler. Nick Sadler has a red nine, and I have a red skip. It's the same color, so Nick, you get it straight up and standard. Nice. No, no weird rules or anything like that there. Nick, are you ready? Sure. Here we go. Can we buzz in? Only when, when I say he's done. I don't know what this is. All right, he's passed. Anybody else get it? I got Neff. Yeah. I was waiting for him to say go. I was waiting for him to say go. So was I. Okay. Well, Neff rang in. Neff. Mister Rogers' neighborhood. Feel like that shouldn't count. I feel like it shouldn't count either. But okay. I just let it count. It's okay. Yeah, it counts. Neff rang it first. Just give us like a three, two, one, go. You're such a kiss up. No. I'm trying to play. F I'm trying to make sure I don't get angry. I'm trying to make game. sure that you win. 
It was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Great job, Neff. Thank you. Everybody sing along. No. All right, fantastic. Would you be mine? Let's never, never, ever, Could ever do that All right, we're back Take over. Take my shoes off. Jack, no, please, God. <laughs> Jackie, here goes the sweater. You're up. Flip the Uno card. I got a yellow eight. Yellow eight. I have a seven, blue Dang. seven, which means you get to listen to it a little bit higher. Are you ready, Jackie? Sure. Here we go. It's the office. It is. <laughs> of course. The office. Adventure. Yeah. All right. So we got a point for Jackie. These aren't aren't so hard. All right. One of my favorite so shows. All right. Wait. You skipped me. No. Oh, no. I didn't. No. You. Sorry. You went me to Nick. Sorry. I thought we were going like in a circle. We are. I was confused. Why part we, of the circle. Why we went from least. Mixed I know. I'm, I realize now. I, okay. I had friends. Apologize to Nick. Apologize to All right. Nick. Neff, you're up, buddy. I got a yellow foe. A yellow foe. We have a one. So you are higher than my card. A different color. So you get the higher pri- uh, The higher version of the song. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Hey. Oh, nice. Stranger Things. It is Stranger Things. It's really interesting how some of these things work, cool. you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one doesn't sound so bad. Not so bad. Uh, least Buddy, you are up. Flip your card over. She green, green eight. Green she got skin. a green eight. I got a green two, so you get the regular version because we have the same color. Okay. Eight's in ham. All right. Here we go. Least Buddy. Do I buzz in? Yep, go ahead. Oh, community. No, it is not community. No, it's... Oh, my God, it's Superstore, because I'm thinking of shows that we watch together. It was sweet of me. It was sweet mm. of me, and I know what show it is. It's Superstore with America Ferreira. I gave the answer. It has to count. <laughs> you got it wrong first, though. No, because I was looking at Tony, and I was thinking about friendships. I can't take a point away from her for that. Aw, thank you. Yeah, but you'll take... It's Christmas, Steven. Yeah, no. Did you know it was Superstore? (laughs) I knew it was Superstore. I'm going to give you a point for that, Lise Thank you, thank you. So we can all answer wrong first and then get points if we answer correctly the second time? She said it was about friendship, Steven. I would say that every single time. Friendship every single matters time. to me. Friendship I feel matters like Steven's really got the Christmas what spirit in him. I'm trying not to get angry while playing this game. Steven? That one out the door. Yes, Steven, sir. flip your card, lad. <laughs> blue seven. Blue seven. I got a two. So Sweet. you're going to go a little higher pitched. Then, uh, this is uh, This is your song. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. And away we go. <laughs> it's the Twilight Zone. It is the Twilight Zone. <laughs> It's really uncomfortable. I'm sight and sound. <laughs> All right, Jackie, you're up. Oh, Nick, Nick. you're up. Nick. Nick, you're up. Yes. All right, Nick has drawn a yellow three, and I have drawn a yellow five. So, Nick, you get the regular version of the song. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, you Why got would it. you even leave the name in? Because I figure if he didn't get it before the the, then it wouldn't it wouldn't count anyway. No, I had it. Uh, all right, all right. Oh. Said to wait for the. I just wanted I like to say it with the. Went a little deeper. You wanted to time. say it with the pirate. Ooh. All right, so it's Jackie's turn now, yes. right, Stephen? Yes. Okay. I got that's a six, a blue six. A blue six. I have an eight, red eight. So you get to listen to the song. That your number is lower than mine. Is it going to be slower? So you get the slow version oh. of the song. Oh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Sure. Are you ready for this monstrosity? Oh no! Here, Please pick like a really slow, like here. This is awful. Like the loss of the. All right, here we. This is gonna be bad. Oh no! Here we go. 
Okay, if I waited for him to start singing, I would have been like, now. oh. It straight up sounded like a serial killer. Everybody show. sing along. Everywhere you <laughs> it sounded like a serial killer show at the beginning. This is terrifying. Yeah, it's it really sound it's, like it's awful, it's awful, right? It sounded like Breaking Bad. You guys need to cut it out. <laughs> Have mercy. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So okay. rude. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. All right. So who is next then? Mm, that would be Quentin Gregory Neff. Flip a card, son. I got one. It's oh, green. You got one. It's green. I got a wild card. Oh, no. And that means you get to listen to one second of the song My Udo four Verde times in a row. Work. Here we go. Nefri, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Then this is your song right now. Right now? King of the Hill. You don't need to ring it if it's your turn. <laughs> it is King of the Hill. You got it. Yeah. Good job, Nefri. All right. All right. Lismati, flip your card. A wild card. Wild card. And Lismati, you get four seconds of the same song. Are you ready? Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Mad Men. Ah, it is Mad I Men. I you watched that show. I've never, I've never <laughs> seen Mad Men. I, so. I was like, I was like sweet. Lisa, Lisa. Oh, yeah. She watches Mad Men. All I right. Like Mad Men. Steve-O. Yes. You're up, buddy. Flip a card. Boom. Red eight ultra. All right. Red. I got a red. <laughs> Colors are hard. I got a green Wait. nine. So you are going to hear Slow. the song a little bit slower. You are you ready? Ocho. You didn't say the color. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's, he's trying to be bilingual. And you know what? I respect you for that. I... That's a. Uh, <laughs> hey, how you doing? You're live on the Nerd of Godcast. How can I help you tonight? Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, really? hey. It's Hannah Gonzalez, everybody. Hi, Hi Hannah. Hey, Hello. Hannah. What's going uh, on? You're caller number nine. What's the phrase that pays? Um, Give me money. Oh. <laughs> All right. Money, please. Steven is going to give you money. Congratulations. Hey, Yay. Uh, I'm using my phone for audio to play a game, so I'm, that's why you're on the show right now. Sorry, Hannah. No, it's good. I'll call you back because this is not something that should be on the show. Thank you, guys. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay, Banana. We love you. I love you. Love you. Love you, guys. Bye. Uh, Whose turn is it and what just happened? Mine, and we're doing a slow one. Okay. It's for Steven, and it is a slow one. Here we go. That was fast. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, terrifying. This will haunt my nightmares for you. Like, the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up right now. That is a demon. I want you to keep going until it's the boys That's deeper. This is, I mean, this is awful, right? This is a demon speaking. I don't like this. Like, all you do is like drums and death metal sound. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this 
Please stop. Really bad. Please keep Really bad. All right. That's okay. Hilarious. Nick, you're up, buddy. I All right. Point for that. Please yeah. put it Nick down. has pulled a green four, and I have pulled a green nine. So that is the same color. So, Nick, you get it in the standard tempo. Are you ready, sir? Yes. Here we go. Life is like a hurricane. It is DuckTales. Good job, Nick. Wait, wait. Here's my question. Why did he get it normal if his head was lower? It's the same color. Oh, I, th- I saw the, the three. Same color. Oh, gotcha. Has anybody seen the new DuckTales? Yes. No. Is it good? Yes. Oh, okay. Because all, <laughs> all the voice actors are great. Yeah. All right, Jackie, you're up, yeah, kid. Flip just a card. Me. I got a yellow nine. She got a yellow nine. I got a oh. one. So we're going to get a fast version of a song. Yeah. Oh. I can't remember the name of this one. All right, that's a pass. Yep. I got least money. Price is right. The price is yeah, right is correct. There it is. Yep. Yeah, that was definitely least money. I was like, man. I like that these light up. That helps too. That does help. That really does help. And everybody keeps everybody see, honest. I can see, yeah. Could you hear it now? Yeah. So here's if my I heard question. regular speed. So All right, Nefri, go. I have a yellow zero. A yellow zero, and I have a yellow six. So oh. You get the standard version of the song. He's so happy. His face <coughs> lit up. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. I know this one. Please don't get it, Neff. Please. Fighting evil by moonlight. Oh, I don't Winning love by daylight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never running it, from uh, a Sailor real moon? fight. It is she Sailor is the Moon. One named Sailor Moon. I had to, I was, I didn't hear she them singing. She will never turn her back on her friends. Never okay. seen a single episode of that show. <laughs> when I had chicken pox, I watched the whole series. That's really, really This bad. was a year and a half ago. <laughs> this is last week. I was in fifth grade. All right. I've never last had week. chicken pox. I've had them twice. Least money. You are up. Nope. Of course. She gets a skip. <laughs> Poor body. Actually, I trump your skip because I just got a reverse. Yeah. Reverse, Which brings reverse. us to our special bonus round. You get to hear the song in reverse. <laughs> really? Yes, really. Oh, my God. Are you ready, Lise Mari? I don't think so. All right. We are going to hear a theme song played completely in reverse right. direction. All and right. here we go. Weird, right? It's just for me to hold on, not be hasty. 
Holy crap, it's the Gilmore Girls! Yeah! I'm surprised Turkey did that Go one. Go like, You're like the only one here who like really watches Gilmore Holy Girls. Holy crap! I just wanted to make sure. I was waiting for it to get to that beginning where like oh. right before like the key changes. Wow, that was very good. Holy crap, I can't believe that's like reverse is impossible. I would have never gotten that. Yeah. And oh, my, I've never my seen Gilmore guess Girls. would have been the Golden Girls. Holy crap, I can't believe that you got that. Thank like, you. I was going to say... Uh, that's brilliant. astounding. I didn't expect anybody to get any of the reverse ones. <laughs> now for the rest of it, once you run out, just make it so all get Just do all ones. the reverse ones? Yeah. All right, Steven, you're up. Flip it. I got a green six. All right, green five. So you get I the get standard real. version. Yeah. Here we go. Where we're moving on now. Here's the Jeffersons. Break it down, Sivo, go! Beans don't burn in the kitchen! Beans don't burn on the grill! I took a whole lot of terrain just to get up that hill! Now we're up in the big leagues, getting our turn at bat! As long as we live, it's you and me, baby! There ain't nothing wrong with that! We're moving on now! I'm surprised at how it worked out well. I remember those lyrics. It's, I love the Jeffersons. Alright, big dummy. That's, that, that, that's, that's Sanford, Sanford and Son. <laughs> I know all the words of that song. <laughs> I also really love Sanford. I do love Sanford. Okay, Nick Sadler has drawn a red six, and I've got a reverse. Yes, reverse, oh, reverse, reverse. Good right. luck, Nicholas. Nick, it's easy for me. Yeah, I, I, I only, I, I'm just, I only have a few songs here, and they're just we're pulling them up where we got them. Um, I might Nick, actually. When in doubt, just guess your favorite show. <laughs> I might actually be out of songs. Oh no, here we go. This is the last one. Reverse for all. Of them. I have, I have a reverse for all, of them, but I don't want to play something that I've never played before uh, that I've already played here Just we go Nick Sadler go real quick. It is the next generation. Okay, I was like, Even I knew. I was like, why is he taking so long? Oh, sure. says the Gilmore Girls girl that liked him. Yes, the whole but that, that has no, a lot more distinctive no. notes. No, no, no. See, see, I watch a lot of Star Trek, and they all have an orchestra, so I had to make sure. <laughs> Which was the right that is, one. That's fair. That's, fair. that's okay. a fair that's statement. Right. That makes sense. That's a fair statement. All right, good point. Good job, Nick. Um, all right, and I guess this brings us to, I think our we only have, what, let me see, one... Oh, we have uh, more. I, well, I think there's there's one last one that we like did. So I can do this. I can do this for everybody. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We did that one. We did that one. We did not that one. My little buzzer. My little baby. I have two more left. Okay. All right. So here we go. We're gonna let everybody buzz in on this one, and we'll see if you guys can get. Wait. So you should draw a card and see how we play it. Okay. Fair enough. I will draw a card, and we are gonna play it four seconds of the same song. All right. Wild card. So here we go. The first four seconds of this song. Are you ready? Yes. Here hmm. we go. Least Mari. Community. It is community. Uh, yeah. Never watched that show enough to know that. It's community in slow mo. Oh. Slow motion version sounds like an HBO opening. Uh, all right, so we'll just do this one regular then, and uh, we'll see if you guys can get it. This will be a little trickier. Uh, hopefully, you guys can get in on this one. Fastest finger wins. Here we go. Oh, 
least money. This is the dumb show that you oh, can watch oh, all the time. Oh, 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 show. It is the <laughs> British baking show. Oh. No! I got scared because I was like, he's going to say it. She rang in first. I'm so mad. She rang in first. How dare she? doesn't even watch the show. Tony watches it a lot. <laughs> his wife are obsessed. I can't give you any points because you called it that stupid show I watch. I'm sorry. <laughs> No That's points for you. That's not fair. Oh, there's one more I don't think we oh, did. Let's oh. do this one. This one's worth 10 points. I'm so mad. I didn't get last one. <laughs> All right, flipping over another card. Boom. All right, so, if it, wait, wait. Do high, low. If it's above five, if it's five to nine, it's fast. If it's four and below, All right. you flip uh, three cards Here we go. Over. We'll do slow. Because that's the one I like best. <laughs> Fair sure. Here's an eight. Do Let's you, do slow. Do why you keep this? All right, we'll do it reverse, and I'll make it worth three points. Okay. I got Steven. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Steven gets three points. And I still lose. And, well, you, you do come in second place to Lismati, who still wins the game. Congratulations, Lismati. Thank you. Thank Great you. job. Thank you, thank you. How do you say congratulations in Spanish? Felicidades. Felicidades. Felicidades, Lismati. And that yeah. brings us, how do you say best thing ever in Spanish? It's time for tonight's... La mejor cosa de todo. La mejor cosa de todo. La mejor cosa de todo. Wow, you did not say any words at all, Steve. You just went, I can't remember this all. I said the total. He said, I think he said, Meliki Miki Maka. Well, he tried to. Tonight's best thing ever is our bracket system where we uh, put a bunch of characters in a tournament and let people vote for them on our social media feed to decide who is, in fact, the best thing ever. This season, we've been focusing on fictional villains, and um, we had a really strongly contested battle last week, but it was decided cleanly, and I would say that it is a good choice for the winner. Um, it could have gone either way. But in last week's Best Thing Ever Villains Edition, we had Kylo Ren, old Ben Solo himself, versus Jack Napier, the Joker. And uh, and the Joker came out as a clean victor. He has uh, probably no, no surprise to anybody. Kylo uh, Ren is destroying a section of his de uh, ship. Yeah, Kylo Ren is, is having a tantrum right now. But the Joker moves on <laughs> to the uh, semifinals. And uh, tonight we have got... One that I think is going to be one for the record books here. I think this is going to be a hotly contested battle on tonight's best thing ever. Um, let me know who you guys think might walk out ahead of this the thing. The second one. The second one? I don't know who they are. Okay. Um, tonight, we have got two villains from the Marvel Universe. Oh. We will be facing off the God of Mischief from no. Asgard himself. Loki Odinson. Oh, is it against Thanos? Against the Mad Titan Thanos. No. Well, we already We've already saw. seen this. We saw we how that know turned how this out. Ends. Oh, my heart. Twice. Loki, cho Loki choked in that soon. battle. Oh. All right, so. The Loki chokey? Uh, the, the, oh. Do the Loki choking <laughs> and you turn oh, yourself I around. That's what it's all about. He <laughs> <laughs> tried to use his Loki pokey stick, but he get the Loki choking. Oh, no, um, I'm crying. Are you going to make it? was a little hokey. I'm sorry, you okay? guys. No. She made herself laugh so hard. <laughs> Since you are clearly in no case to answer this question, we are going to turn to our experts calling in right now from the Garden State of New Jersey. Welcome to the Nerd of God cast, our very own lovely Tori Jones. Tori. Tori. Hey, this is hey, a Tori. first for me. My love. What's up, Tori? 
Not much. What's up with you? Tori, we are engaged in a part of our show that you may or may not remember from your limited stint on our, our cast and crew here. The the best thing ever. Oh. Do you remember do you remember <laughs> what that is? I know you never listened to the show. Uh, do you remember what best thing ever is when we kind of make two of things? Of course I know what the best thing ever is. Yeah. I, I was I wasn't sure if you remembered. Uh, but <laughs> so tonight we've been we've been uh, this whole season we've been looking at villains for best thing ever and tonight we've got Loki versus Thanos. I know, I know, I feel the same way. I got such a jersey thing. So, and and of course, it's not obviously who would win in a fight because we've seen that happen before. But uh, but who 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 embodies villainy best? Who do you love? Who do you love to hate? Who's more frightening? Who's more diabolical? Um, If you had to guess, who who would be the best villain? The best of those two? Uh, Do you have a vote? Right, just just from the hip, right now. I'm gonna go with Thanos. She's going with Thanos. Do you, do you mind telling us yeah. why? Because he believes he's right, and that mm-hmm. is arguably more dangerous than someone who's just trying to cause trouble. Man, which that... I think that's what Loki does. You, you make a compelling <laughs> argument. I'm not going to lie. You, you you definitely you definitely make something to make you, make you think. Anybody here disagree with her? Think that maybe Loki might be the better choice? No. no. Thanos also okay. got what he wanted. And Thanos did get what he wanted, which like doesn't happen now, often. Really. Wait, yeah, now, now to be that's fair, to be point. fair, we're uh, still not done with the story. We're not, but, but, still. but Thor uh, at the end of Thor: The Dark World, Loki got to sit on the throne for a little bit. He even had a play he written did. about him. So see, he did. See, I was gonna, I was gonna say which one looks cooler. Maybe we can go off of that. But then I remembered they're both purple. They're oh, 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 hurting my no. heart again. I'm just gonna start crying. No. So, so Tori, let me do a little business real quick. Hold on, just one second. All right, so you can vote and let us know who you think is the best thing ever by following us on Twitter.com/slash/NerdyGodcast. Uh, you can vote for that at the time of this episode's airing. Uh, let us know who you think would be the best, and we will be back in two weeks' time to uh, to go to the next round, which is gonna be very exciting. So, thank you so much for participating in the best thing ever. ever. All right, so we have all the best thing ever stuff out of the way, and now we just have Tori. Hi, Tori. Hi, guys. Hi, Tori. I miss you. Tori, we have Steven here, Jackie, Nick, Neff, and Lismati. I don't know if you know Lismati. Do you guys know each other? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. We, we briefly interacted. <laughs> there was a brief interaction, crossing over <laughs> of the universes. Uh, so so at the time of this show's airing, Victoria, uh, we are scheduled to release this a week from today, which will be December 25th. So happy birthday, Tori. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Tori. And Jesus. See, I figure it's Jesus' birthday. People all across the world are going to be singing happy birthday, Jesus. But right now we're beating Jesus to the punch by a solid week, Tori. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Don't do that to Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus, Don't beat Jesus. Jesus still gets his, and all the songs will be about him and stuff like that. But for right now, Tori, we're going to give you your pre-Jesus birthday birthday and all of your do. How, how old are you, Tori? Uh, your girl's going to be 25. 25. Woo! Congratulations. It's golden birthday. You are a real person now. Oh. A quarter centennial. 25 on the 25th. 25. It's such a special yes. birthday. I'm in my mid-twenties. Do you oh have... Welcome. You, it doesn't get better. <laughs> it does get better. It gets wonderful. Do you have um, Do you have anything special that you do for your birthday, even though it's on Christmas? Like, does anybody give you a cake, or is it just kind of like, yeah, sorry, kid. You're just born bad time. <laughs> um, when I still live with my parents, I got to choose what we ate that day. And so I would, I would choose breakfast, and I would choose, like... 
a hot thing we ate all day because I didn't want to do any dishes. So I was regularly unfamiliar, or generally unfamiliar rather, with like Christmas dinner. Because I'd be like, let's just have hot roast beef sandwiches and mac and cheese all day. And I thought it, so. The, the, the line family always ate Wawa on Christmas. They didn't know. No. There was no, they knew no other lifestyle. They let Tori take the wheel. It's Becky's fault for <laughs> Becky's fault for getting pregnant in March. <laughs> oh my goodness! So uh, so how how is everything going? How is Benjamin? He's good. He's I don't know where he went. He just kind of left me in here to do my thing. Um, but yeah, we both work at Jet.com now. I finally got Ooh. a job. It's nice to have oh. two jobs Eight and time. not point three jobs per household, which is essentially what we were doing. Well. I can't believe we ever thought we could pay for things on it's, one point. It's, it's nice to have money, right? To exchange for goods and yeah, services. Yeah, it is. Oh my it is. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. That's a fact. Wonderful, that, wonderful place we live in. She's learning so much. I'm so you, proud of you. You're so grown now. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> Thank you. Tori, uh, now, now we're coming into this season. Is it snowing up there? Is it like frozen and awful and miserable? No, it's what, what is the temperature outside? This is how boring is we are. We've already gotten to talking about the weather. <laughs> well, right now it's thirty-two, but lately, like during the day, it's been in the fifties, and I don't even need a jacket. I just wear a hoodie at the work, and I hate it. I wish it was snowing. It was sixty today, and I was wearing a scarf. This weather. Fifty-three degrees right now. <laughs> it I feels remember being down there, and I went into a Starbucks on a day. It was sixty, and my brother was in there with a puffy down jacket. <laughs> I was like, bud, I promise you it's going to be okay. <laughs> straight up getting a hot coffee with like a puffy, like oh my the whole gosh. thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'll never these, forget it. These tender little Florida babies, they don't know anything about anything. <laughs> what in the world? So what have you been I doing? Saw, I saw Go a ahead. picture of you, Tony, yeah. in like snow and a sweater. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it dawned on me. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. It, it, you, you, how do you think I felt? <laughs> we uh, we went to do... You remember Hollywood, right? Of course. We went to do Hollywood's wedding up in North Carolina, Aww. and uh, it snowed the day before we got up there. So we got up there. It was beautiful and snow everywhere, which was great because uh, his reception was outside on this wooden deck in the middle of these snowy woods with this big, like, stone fireplace. And uh, all it was uh, his, his outside. It was a cocktail hour, like, what do you call it? Pre-reception reception. And uh, yes. it, was, it was s'mores and hot cocoa and the Aww. Skyrim soundtrack. Nice. Yes! It was magnificent. I really, I, I've yes. never felt so immersed. Uh, if, if, a, if a dragon came screeching over the top of the hills, I, I couldn't have felt any more at home. That's so good. It was wonderful. Was, I felt like I needed to go down into a cave and find someone's, uh, you know, lucky soup spoon or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Fight some bandits or some droggers. That's right. Both. That's right. I'm going to go, oh, I'm a vampire now. So, so Tori, what have, what have you been doing that's nerdy? Have you been playing any cool games or, or watching anything, reading anything? Um, what have I been doing? Oh, well, we got, hmm, I bought Near Automata the other day, which is just Square Enix and robots so far. It's just a tall robot and a less tall robot. Um, oh, we've been playing Smash. That's what Ooh, we've been doing. You oh, yeah. playing Smash. And Isabel is way cooler than I thought. I thought she was going to be kind of a joke. She's super not, and it's very good. Yeah, you got to watch her with that fishing pole. She'll do some work. 
why she has two throws, I don't know, but I'm not complaining, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we uh, at the wedding, they had uh, a lot of people that were Nintendo fans, so they had it set up in the basement of this uh, wedding place that we were having, uh, a big TV, and they were all playing Smash all weekend, and they were serious about it. These guys, um, the, the bride, Ellen, her brothers knew so much about Smash Brothers, I was listening to them talk, and uh, it went from pity, like, wow, you guys are really nerds, to like it went full circle to genuine admiration of I wish that I knew and cared about literally anything in my life as much as you guys know about this game. I wish I knew as much about Jesus and the Bible as you guys know about Smash Brothers because clearly I mean they knew every single person's like catch, hold, nerf, down B, everything and I'm like what in the world dude? I feel like if I could get one or two characters down in any given Smash roster, but they're like 75 characters. They know the difference between Simon and Richter, and they know all the things. Come on. You guys are ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Yeah, good no, stuff. I just know not to be messed with, and that's all I need to know. So. Yeah, I bought my son um, the, the Pikachu, the Pokemon game for the Switch. Yes. And, uh, yes. And, and Smash Brothers and Hello Neighbor for some reason. Oh no! Because it was only fifteen dollars. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. scary game. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's what he's going to be opening on Christmas Day. He he won't know about it because this episode won't come out before then. But, yes. uh, but anyway, well, really cool, really cool. We love you, Tori, and I just wanted to give you a chance to quick, uh, you know, be be hey, you know, say hey to everybody in the Nerdy God Squad out there, and uh, also to just to say happy birthday to you because it's Christmas and it's also your birthday. Oh, thank you. I love you guys too, and I miss you all so very much. Yes. So one last question before you go. Uh, what is uh, what's a TV show you've been watching lately? I recently rewatched um, Twin Peaks. Really? That's oh. a wild one for those of you who have a lot of time to kill. Um, yeah, I watched it with my brothers. I I I like solving mysteries, so it's fun. I like that one. And then uh, I also watched a new anime called That One Time I Was Reincarnated as a Slime. It's a very good wholesome. Wait, wait, wait. That's the name of it. That's the name of it, yeah. I'm not gonna, like... It's, he, it's exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> but it's a very... It's, a, it's like an RPG, kind of like a like a themed anime. It's very good and wholesome, and I like it a lot. You would have been very proud of these young people that were in the wedding because they forced me to sit and watch Steven Universe because they told me it was going to be my new favorite thing ever. <laughs> I don't think it would be at all, but I'm impressed that you sat down and watched it. Uh, I mean... I, I watched, the, and they, they wouldn't let me just watch the first episode. They made, like, they made me go way out of my way to watch the pilot episode before the first episode. Yeah. Was, they were very serious that I could not just start on episode one. I don't know why. Um, I don't really care why. Either. Either. Yeah, but no. I'm, I'm, this, it was an odd bunch, but anyway. Well, Victoria, hi. Line Jones, we love you. We bless you. Please say hi to your entire family, married and natural, and uh, and we hope that you have a Merry Christmas and a happy birthday. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you all as well, and I love you. And how can the people that are in the Nerd of God Squad follow your art and your creativity if they want to uh, you know, purchase your things or just click like on them? Oh, gosh. Uh, Curry and Rice illustrations on Instagram. C U double R I. Yes, sir. And Rice on Instagram. So follow, like, and uh, and tell a friend. Please. We love right you. now. There's nothing on it because I walk around the warehouse all the time. Come on. Zach. Follow your Ooh, dream, Zach. Victoria. If you're not going to follow <laughs> it, who is? Oof. True. 
All right, we love you. Good night. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. She's so precious. <laughs> what, what did you do to your paper, Lisa? Body? <laughs> <laughs> what were you writing? Scribbles. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Excuse me. Um, for some reason, when I said she should follow her dream, if, if she doesn't, who will? I can only picture like Steve Buscemi following her dream. <laughs> really uncomfortable with his eyes. Yeah, just following her dream. Really weird. All right, so I have this book that I bought, and I really, really like it. And I think we've used it on the show before, but it's kind of a uh, one of those personality quizzes. It's called "What's Your TV." Or Who's Your TV Alter Ego? The Ultimate Television Character Personality Test by Noah Lesky. And it's a fun game. So you guys all have paper in front of you. If you're listening at home, uh, you're going to want to pull out a piece of paper or you can do this on your smartphone. But I'm going to give you guys a quiz. Answer the question and then write down your answer. At the end, I'm going to give you the scorecard and you can tell me how you did. And we are going to determine what character you would be from any given TV show. Now, it's got a bunch of different shows in there, so you can kind of select. I have chosen one um, ahead of time, so we are going to find out what character you would be on this show. So I'll ask the questions. If you don't understand the answer or if, you don't, if you're not qualified to answer it one way or another, just do your best to kind of guess and you know keep it honest. How many questions are there? Yeah, one through ten. All right, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, one second. All right. If you were a bird, you'd be a... A toucan, B, a swan, C, a flamingo, D, a cardinal, or E, a hawk. I'll read it again. If you were a bird, you'd be A, a toucan, B, a swan, C, a flamingo, D, a cardinal, or E, a hawk. And you just have to write down the letter. Number two. If you were a Dr. Seuss character, you'd be A, Yertle the Turtle. B, the cat in the hat. C, Sam I am. D, the Lorax. Or E, the Sneetches. That's A, Yordle the Turtle. Which Sneetch? The Starbelly Sneetch or the Plainbelly Sneetch. Your choice. They're all both allowed on the beaches. Yeah. Uh, Yordle the Turtle, A, B, the cat in the hat. C, Sam I am. D, the Lorax. Or E, the Sneetches. Number three. If you were sold at a bake sale, you'd be... A, brownies. B, Rice Krispie Treats. C, Oatmeal Raisin Cookies. Heck no. You guys can shut up. Ugh, haters. D, Cupcakes. Or E, Sponge Cake. It's got a really lovely oh, sponge. A perfect sponge right there. Perfect sponge. It's, it's pretty bit, moist. It's a bit stodgy. <laughs> Number four. Uh, sorry, A, Brownies. B, Rice Krispie Treats. C, Oatmeal Raisin Cookies. D, Cupcakes. Or E, Sponge cake. Number four. If you were a piece of jewelry, you'd be A, a stud earring. B, a shell necklace. C, a rubber bracelet. D, a rope anklet. Or E, a diamond tiara. That's A, a stud earring. B, a shell necklace. C, a rubber bracelet. D, a rope anklet. Or E, a diamond tiara. Number five. If you were a piece of furniture, you'd be A, a desk, B, a vanity, C, a chest of drawers, D, a lamp, or E, a loveseat. That's A, a desk, B, a vanity, C, a chest of drawers, D, a lamp, or E, a loveseat. Number six. If you were a school supply, you'd be A, a protractor, B, a pencil sharpener, C, a ruler. D, a magic marker. Or E, an eraser. 
A, protractor, B, pencil sharpener, C, ruler, D, magic marker, or E, eraser. Number seven, if you were a Tom Cruise movie, you'd be A, risky business, B, top gun, C, a few good men, D, Jerry Maguire, or E, Rain Man. I don't like Tom Cruise. I've never seen any of his movies. You've never seen Jerry Maguire? All right, well, you're going to have to just guess. If you were a Tom Cruise movie, you'd be A, Risky Business, B, Top Gun, C, A Few Good Men, D, Jerry Maguire, or E, Rain Man. Going by name. If you were a breakfast beverage, you'd be A, Orange Juice, B, Coffee, C, Grapefruit Juice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who drinks that? Why Old would people. you drink that in the morning? D, it's so a, it's bitter. A, it's a morning right after beverage. I brush my teeth. <laughs> it's so far, it's the most I'm healthy. I'm sorry. D, tea, or E, a Bloody Mary. <laughs> Why would you drink that in the morning? Probably. Because you're an alcoholic. Wait, wait, wait. No milk? Yeah. A, orange juice. <laughs> F, milk. B, coffee. <laughs> I'm not having this. C, grapefruit juice. D, tea, <laughs> or E, a milk. Bloody Mary. Oh I'm disgusted God. by this book. Did you write down F for How milk? did grapefruit get on there but not <laughs> yeah. milk? That's what I grapefruit is that. good for you. Who wrote this, 90-year-old so women? <laughs> Things that or, taste good are never or good for F, you. Or F, prune juice. All right, number <laughs> nine. Keeps me regular. If you were, It's a warrior's drink. <laughs> if you were a Monopoly piece, you'd be A, the wheelbarrow, B, the thimble, C, the Scotty dog, D, the top hat, or E, the race car. I want to be the battleship. Mine was easy. A, the wheelbarrow, B, the thimble, C, the Scotty dog, D, the top hat, or E, the race car. If you were a cinnamon, a synonym, if you were a cinnamon, if you were a cinnamon. Mm. <laughs> I'm a cinnamon. Cinnamon sugar. A, cinnamon toast crunch. I'm a B, cinnamon bun. Cinnamon Cinnamon roll. C, because I got cinnamon, cinnamon sticks. All right, I brought a really nasty cough back with me from North Carolina, and I've got like I've been popping these Halls cough drops all night, so my my mouth is a little occupied. Number ten, if you were a synonym for the word saved, you'd be Save a five. no like Sorry, I know you'd be a hoarded, <laughs> b liberated, c converted, d treasured, or e helped. If you were a synonym for the word saved, you'd be A, hoarded, B, liberated, C, converted, D, treasured, or E, helped. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do is um, I'm gonna, we're going to give you guys a number to go with each of your answers. So we're going to write a number down next to your answers and um, tell me which, uh, well, at the end, you'll add up which one you got the most number of, and that's your answer. Okay? So for question number one, if you wrote E, write a one. If you wrote B, write a two. If you wrote D, write three. If you wrote A, write four. If you wrote C, write five. That's E one, B two, D three, A four, C five. Got it? Question two, A one, E two, B three, C four, D five. Question three, a, 1, D, 2, B, 3, E, 4, C, 5. Question 4, A, 1, E, 2, B, 3, C, 4, D, 5. Question 5, 
C1, B2, E3, D4, A5. Question 6. C1, E2, D3, A4, B5. Question 7. B1, D2, A3, E4, C5. Question 8. B1, A2, E3, C4, D5. And this will be a lot more entertaining for everyone listening at home if you've been playing along. <laughs> Question 9. E1, C2, D3, B, 4, A, 5. And finally, question 10, C, 1, D, 2, A, 3, E, 4, B, 5. So real quick, look at your answers and decide which one you have the most of. There was a bit there where they were tied Wait, up. Wait, what, like I the most couple. number we have? Which number you have the most of. Whether you have a 1, 2, 3, 4, or 5. And then uh, just write that on the side. Hopefully it's not a tie. If it's a tie, I guess you get to just. I have of, like a tie, and oh no, I have one. I have one. Whichever one's in first place. Okay. I had a tie for for like um, second place. Everything else up, is a tie. Up to number eight, I had a tie. Which means you're a balanced person. What? So what was your answer, Neff? Oh wow, uh, my total. Uh, Wait, I had most? What, what? Which was your your highest number? Four. I had four. five fours. Jackie. Five. Five. Three. Three. Five. And five. All right, Nick. Did you do this too? Five. Five. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> we're going to find out who you would be if you were on Saved by the Bell. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Oh, so no. we nobody's a number one, huh? So nobody's Zach Morris. All right. Nobody's a, who's a number two? Nobody? Number three? I'm number three. All right. People think that things come easily to you, but all that scheming takes a lot of work. You've got some scam or prank brewing at any given moment, and it usually revolves around getting a date for Saturday night. Wipe that devilish grin off your face. You're Zach Morris. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You sicko. I'm trash. You're human filth. If it makes you feel better, I got Zach, too. Okay, well, that's not that surprising at all. That you and me got the same thing, that you're Zach Morris. <laughs> Who got four? That's I you got enough? four. You're a little nerdy, sure, <laughs> but yeah, you wear it as a badge of honor, managing to keep things light and breezy. In fact, some might say that your eccentricities make you all the more fun. You march to the beat of your own drummer, and you let your freak flag fly. You are screech. You say freak frag? Freak flag? I thought you said freak frag. And then I go to jail. <laughs> yeah. Mm. All right, uh, number five? Yeah. That's you and you, and Nick, and Nick also. Andy. You are strong. You are invincible. Yes. Free of society's constraints, you know who you are and you have no problem taking a stand for what you believe in. You battle the patriarchy, you fight for the environment, and you stand yes. up for the little guy yes. no matter what. You are Mr. Belding. Jesse. Anyone got a problem with that? You are Jesse. Did Nick, you do the Lorax for the Dr. Seuss character? No, I did Because I speak for the trees. I Nick, put Sam only because I wasn't really sure. So Nick battles the if patriarchy. You guys, if you got, if, for our listeners, if anybody got a number two, you appreciate the finer things in life, and if any of those things happen to be reflected in the mirror, so be it. Some may think being cute, popular, and perfect must have its drawbacks, but who has the time to even worry about what those drawbacks are? You are Kelly. Which one? Wait, which one was uh, Jesse? And if you number five? five? No, no. What? And on the show, she the brunette. What do you mean? The curly hair, tall. The showgirl. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
I don't it, know the names other than Zach Morris and Slater. There's only Why and Screech. And then, then if you got a number one, you are your predatory ways and aggressive mindset make you an <laughs> innate Zach, alpha Zach dog. And sure, you got the strength and speed of a natural born jock, but don't let that tough exterior fool anyone. You're a puppy dog on the inside, especially when it comes to love. You are AC Slater. I love Slater. All right. Well, that was fun. You guys, yeah. now you get a little 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 quiz there. We might uh, we might do this as a little bonus feature. We might do another another quick round. I have a lot more TV shows uh, to do, but that was a lot of fun. Good job, guys. Um, TV shows are such an important part of our culture and our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they've been around. TV really became popular and came into the 1950s. So we're now like third generation kids growing up with TV. You know, your grandparents grew up watching The Honeymooners, watching Jackie Gleason while they eat, um, you know, watching all these great shows, the the when, the Nick at Night shows when they were new, The Honeymooners and Donna Reed and Make Room for Daddy and Mr. Ed and My Three Moms, My, my Three Sons. Sons. Oh, you know what? That my was Three Moms. You know what that is? It was beyond its time. No, How progressive. No, no, that's from, um, that was from uh, uh, Smart House when the house needs to, uh, be more motherly so she watches all these like but they're all like fake shows like yeah. for their movie but there one was, was a show my called my two dads not as gay as it sounded but <laughs> um anyway yeah so so all these great classic tv shows you know then then rolling into the shows that that maybe your your parents watched uh growing up maybe things like the brady's bunch the brady bunch and uh the, the, the show the shows from the 80s the facts of life the yeah. silver spoons the growing pains the family ties uh chips the Wonder Cheers. Woman, Hawaii Five, Hawaii Five. Cheers, and uh, and you know, and moving into your decades of the '90s and the 2000s shows. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry's timeless. That's I always love been Tom, yeah, Tom and Jerry. Jerry. I think it's from like the '40s. But um, but shows that you guys watch, Doctor Who. Shows like well, Doctor Who's been around forever well, too. The new Doctor Who. Shows like Friends and love shows like Friends. yeah, uh, shows that you as you move into the King. Of the the, Hill. King uh, everyone loves Raymond and SpongeBob. Uh, how how I Met Your Mother and. <laughs> Um, Mad Men and Breaking Bad and your Games of Thrones and whatnot. Uh, these are these are shows that have kind of defined the generations that have that they they've grown up. And if you watch these documentaries about decades and stuff, you'll always find that the TV show uh, that that are big in the, those moments in time are real, real really reflections of the culture that that they're in. That's why people celebrate shows like All in the Family that kind of you know brought uh, subversive. Uh, reality. I think it was the first show. It was historic for being the first show that ever uh, featured a toilet flushing on, on oh, TV. Really? You know, yeah, because at that time that was so avant garde, no one had ever heard of that. I mean, you got, ooh, scandalous. You go back to the days of I Love Lucy when you know mom and dad slept in a bedroom with the beds were separate because they they dare not show anything uh, that would imply otherwise. Although, how did little Ricky get there? I don't know. <laughs> and incredibly <laughs> thick accents. Yeah. So the, you know, TV is is a reflection of our time, and it's a, it's really really important now. The way that people consume TV now is different than it ever maybe yes. has been before, thanks to things like streaming, Netflix, and Hulu, and, 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 and whatnot. But um, but today we want to talk a little bit about TV. Don't touch that dial. We're going to talk about the shows that we enjoy, the shows that, that we dread, uh, the shows that define our generation, and is there anything redemptive at all in this medium? So uh, what makes a show great? The characters, okay. The stories. Give me, give me a, an example of a show that is great because of its characters. Lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, is anybody <laughs> surprised? Really, I mean, you I, asked. No. But that's what that's what made Lost so good was it spent time to really develop characters episode by episode. Each character get kind of their own episode. But what made Lost so good, and one of the reasons why it's my favorite show, is because of the characters. And I forgive the miss the shortcomings of the show because the characters were so w- well written, and I cared about the characters, and I wanted good things to happen to some, and bad things happen to others. Till they turn into black smoke monsters, right? That never happened. Mm-hmm. That never happened. Now. Well, now I know everything. I don't have to watch the show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Jack plays football with the others. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what's a show that has great characters, Jackie? I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying not to like talk about ones that we've talked about before because, like, my okay. fir- my first thought goes to the office. Why? Why does that's... the office have great characters? <sighs> Wait, you don't give her crap for saying that? But <laughs> I crap for saying my favorite show. I didn't give you crap. I just said that I should have seen you that oh, okay. coming. Because I lo- I agree with you though. That you gotta not answer. be so defensive, Stephen. I mean, because I think of, I mean, I watched The Office and Parks and Rec today, and it's just cool seeing how, like, the characters grow from season one to, like, the final season. Um, and then sh- a show that has rewatchability, I think, also makes it a good show, because then it's not, like, one of those things, like, okay, I'm done. Oh, another good show. <laughs> I think that when, when we when we can sit here and have a conversation of, oh, what character would you be if you were a character on The Office or on Lost or whatever... It's because there's something in those characters that we can we see ourselves yeah. in, that we can relate yes. to. Mm-hmm. You know, we watch them, we're like, oh my gosh, I totally know somebody just like Angela mm-hmm. or just like Kevin. Yeah. Right? Totally, uh, maybe a little bit less, uh, you know, Hurley and Locke, but uh, to that same degree, like, we know, we see ourselves in these these characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what's another show, uh, Neff, that you think has uh, characters that, that are part of the draw? Um, one show that I've been watching a lot of lately is actually an anime, uh, Naruto. And man, I get to tell you, it starts off where you don't like any of the characters, but then like the more you watch it, and the more episodes, the more they show the characters' backstories, and like you 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 find yourself uh, really caring about these B characters that you know were just there in like the earlier episodes, and then all of a sudden they're like part of your main you know group of people that you're caring about. It's funny that you would say that because I actually started watching. I wanted to. I, wa- I watched the first episode of Naruto. It's tough. Day, just cause I, it's tough. tough. It's <laughs> tough at the beginning because, like I said, you don't like the characters at the beginning, but once you push through the first couple episodes, you get to the the story arcs where they actually go out on missions. They really start to develop their characters a little more. Where it's not just you know this character is annoying or this character is self centered. You know they you start to see them work together and make each other better. And that's what I really like is that the characters not only themselves get better, but they make the other characters and that, better. That's hard to do in an animated show, or it's not typical, mm-hmm. I think, in an animated show where they just kind of come up with like, let's cut by you know cut out a, a paper doll of a character, or we'll do it by the numbers here and say this character is the wacky guy, or this character, you know, it's like mm-hmm. like Ninja Turtles. We'll give each of them a different colored mask and give them one defining character trait, and that'll sort of be it every right. episode in and out. It's hard to develop um, relationships that kind of grow and evolve in, in an animated show. Like that, that shows good intentionality from. The, the creators. Uh, maybe I'll give Naruto a little bit more of a chance. At least, Monty, what's a show that you think has striking characters? The Golden Girls. Oh, good yeah. answer. The Golden Girls. I lo- First of all, who doesn't love the Golden Girls? Second of all, I think what makes the Golden Girls the best is the fact that they're like these old women and they're the most relatable people you can watch. Like, they have something about them, like the things they say and their experiences, they're all completely random. 
But like at the same time, I always leave kind of inspired from them. I'm like, yeah, I see your point. I see your point, Dorothy. <laughs> uh, what, what what golden girl do you relate to? And oh my gosh! Please well, tell. Now you're gonna say Blanche, and I'm gonna feel bad. Well, I feel like I'm like a good, healthy balance between Dorothy and Blanche. I feel, even though in my dreams I'm Sophia because Sophia is like. Amazing. Is that Betty White? No. Sophia is the old one. She's the, the Arthur. No. Oh, have uh, you watched if you're going, the Golden Girls? If you're going with actress, it's Estelle Getty is the one who plays. Oh. So, so oh, yeah. fun fact: at my place of employment, we sell Golden Girl chia pets. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen them. So you, you can <laughs> also Bob Ross and Groot. So the Estelle Getty, who played uh, B. Arthur's mother. Uh, okay. Sophia Petrillo, uh, who trivia was also the youngest cast uh-huh, member, which is amazing. Huh. It was all makeup effects that they did to make her look older. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, uh, the Golden Girls is a good, good show, good cast ensemble, and they have great dialogue, which is my thing about a show. What makes a great show is the dialogue has to be fantastic, and that's why I think Gilmore Girls is so great. And I've said this before: the dialogue in Gilmore Girls is just so on it. You can watch Gilmore Girls several different times, and each time you'll catch something that you didn't realize was there the first time. You didn't hear it, but a little side comment, a little extra thing that's just clever and witty, and like I love that. And that's hard to do too. I think one of the one of the people that have, have been really credited with great dialogue is Joss Whedon, yes. and, and a lot of his shows, which he he seems to just kind of put these shows out on TV that fail one after another, like he but can't so kick good. them off the ground. But they're so good. Um, if when I watch Firefly, mm-hmm. I I love the interactions between the characters. I love the dialogue in Firefly. Fly. I love the, the the quick pace at which they do it. The same thing um, with the limited amount of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that my, uh, my that I could tolerate. Um, and then he did another show, Dollhouse, and yeah. um, th- there was another show, but no, I don't think it was him. Um, oh, Agents of Shield. Yeah, <laughs> no. um, I think I'm thinking of a J.J. Abrams show, but it, it wasn't Lost. Was it Alias? No. Yeah, J.J. Abrams was Alias. There was yeah. another one. Not important. Uh, so yeah, characters are really great. Dialogue is so great, too. And it's hard. When you watch a show and the dialogue is bad and it's just, oh. like, cringy. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm going to say this, and I'm probably the only person in the world who this bothers. Lost actually triggered me on this. I'm because sorry. they it, It's not your fault. But, but this was something that came up in the writing in Lost. Now, when you're watching a TV show, a scripted TV show, every word is in there because somebody wrote it down on a piece of paper. It, th- these aren't real characters. They're not real people having real conversations and talking with each other. They're... What somebody decided to write at some point, they are now reciting. And so I blame the writers for the for the burden of this. Uh, but they, they did a lot of this in the show. Um, and now I'm getting frustrated because I'm seeing it come back up again. But uh, there was a string of episodes of the show Lost where every character's dialogue used the word... Hey, we're having a conflict, and and I'm going to quickly tell you what you're feeling and then cap it off with the words, I get it. And there was just this, it just happened again and again and again, several times in several episodes. I've never once noticed that. I, I, I noticed it. Where Maybe you didn't pay attention to the dialogue because you're not a writing person. I get it. But and that's what they would do over and over again. They would they would it, it, just tell me the thing that I'm supposed to be noticing as an audience member because I'm I'm supposed to be intelligent, and know what's going on. But they just say what I'm supposed to they, like. Let me tell you what the audience is supposed to be noticing, and then say I get it at the end. Well, I've noticed that now that they're doing it in the Marvel Netflix shows, and I've noticed it across all of them. They did it in Jessica Jones. They did it in Iron Fist. Now they're they're doing it in Daredevil, and I'm going, oh my goodness, they're bringing the I get it in there. It's like one person is writing all these shows, and they're throwing it. There were so many I gets it. Yeah, I get it's 
in Iron Fist, I, I just couldn't handle I'm like, man, I feel like I'm watching Lost with, with no polar bears. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just it seems like lazy writing to me, and it irritates me. I don't know why. I don't know why. Even when I find myself saying it, it bothers me. So writing is really important. I get it. it <laughs> so we were watching. We were watching a show yesterday. Uh, we were watching a show last night. Super Superstore, uh, a sitcom, not uh, an astoundingly brilliant sitcom, but a it's funny, a really great sitcom. But it's it's funny. I it's, get I get why. I've only watched two episodes, like episode one and then one in episode episode like in episode two, season two. Uh, but I I get the appeal. Yeah, it's interesting. So we're watching this show yesterday, and um, Stephen who works in a grocery store. Uh, they were There was two characters, and they were back in like a deli department, and they were slicing meat on one of the meat slicers. Or attempting uh, to. Attempting to. And Steven is sitting there watching this, and he goes, they should have hairnets on. Which he was right. They should have had yeah. hairnets on. Yes, as a, as a former employee of a deli, they absolutely need hair. They have to have hairnets on. You also, if you ever worked at Delhi, you should wear a glove that protects you from being being cut while or you're operating a slicer or contaminating the meat that yes. you're. Yeah. So so regardless, he's he's watching this and and immediately his disbelief is suspended because he is uh, taken out of the the writing by the fact that they should have known if somebody's back there they should put a hairnet on. And there's so many times I've heard these stories about writers that have written shows that are medical shows or police procedurals or you know whatever it might be and those kind of people that are in the audience will watch that and go that's garbage that would never happen in this environment um, I, I think Nurse Jackie was one of the biggest defenders there that uh, people yeah. medical I'm professionals would just watch it medical <laughs> professionals play one on TV. I don't think she, she was. they would watch it and they would go this show is crap that would never actually happen you know uh, the, the same thing happens to me which one of my favorite shows The Office one of the most frustrating episodes of The Office for me, Jackie, is, is when they do the uh, the baptism. The christening. The christening. Oh. Season six. Because they they have this christening, and then they have this little fellowship dinner afterwards, and then the youth group gets on a bus to go to Mexico. They all and, look like they're in their 20s. And they just let Michael Scott and, and, and Andy, they just let them get on the bus with the youth group to go to Mexico. Yeah. Like, now, yeah. as somebody who knows what it's like behind the church curtain, I'm going, that's never how this is going to happen. That would never happen. And, and any you know, and I'm freaking out about it because, to me, I can't just watch that passively. They're talking about the thing that I know of. So you want to see a show that that can that, that is written well enough that somebody can watch it and feel like they're they're actually there. I don't know why. Uh, how many times, Nick, have you ever watched Star Trek and gone, yeah, that's bad science? Well, a lot of it is not bad science; it's made up science. But <laughs> it's from the future, okay? It's future science. It's yeah, future it, science. That's true. It, science changes in the future. Because yeah. people in the future, we're like lab rats right now. Eventual science. Anytime that they break the natural like laws of physics, it's, <laughs> it's a little like, unbelievable. It's every little time they fly their ship in warp drive, Nick dies a little. Okay, so so <laughs> Nick, bit, yeah. there was there was a book. I think it's by Judith and Garfield Reed Stevens. I know it's books, not TV. That you know we're supposed to be talking about TV, but they um, they did a book, and I think it was called Federation, where they were talking about Zephram Cochran's original design for the warp drive, and he talked about the the laws, Einsteinian, you know, the the mass accelerating that basically to reach the speed of light, you would require all the universe and have all the infinite mass, in the mass, infinite yes. mass. So he drew, they drew a parabola 
talking about but it, as your speed increases so also does your mass increase so also does you know all these other these other elements exponential yes. exponential so basically this this parabola goes up towards whatever but um, they were talking about how when Zephyr Cochran developed the drive that let them go faster than the speed of light that he was actually not exceeding the speed of light he was warping space itself so it did not require light speed to get from one place to another because what they were doing is warping space so but where the I'm making a gesture with my hand I want you to imagine a parabola a curved line going up what Zephyr Cochran did was connect the bottom of that parabola with a smaller uh, arc that did not have to go through the speed of light and when they demonstrated the design it was a perfect drawing of the Starfleet insignia and that was what the symbol was that yeah. here's the here's the symbol of going all the way up to the speed of light but we actually whoop, warp underneath that and I thought that is a brilliant way to explain your way around that that's like Star Trek's version of the Kessel Run <laughs> or like whenever they they try to explain wormholes or something like that and they take the piece of paper and they fold it and then they poke Put a the pencil pen. through it yeah. <laughs> Is that good science or bad science? Uh, TV science. How about that? Stephen Hawking was on an episode of Star Trek, right? Yes. So there's got to be some decent science to there, right? I'm not yeah, sure. I mean, there's some decent science. A scientist, at least. A scientist. But how much, speaking of Star Trek, how many things that, that we use in our everyday life? I've got an iPad in front of me. And uh, the name of my iPad is the Personal Access Display Device because that's what they were on Star Trek: The Next Generation back in 1987 yeah. when they were still when they first started walking around with what would now become iPads. Classic is that what the pad case. and iPad stands for? When, we, no, but in uh, when, uh, on Star Trek, their little handheld computers, which are essentially iPads, were called PADD, Personal Access Display Devices. Oh, that's cool. Whoa, well, that's yeah. cool. So that's uh, I'm just saying, like that to Apple me. Apple couldn't do it because of copyright reasons. Science fiction <laughs> and inspiring science facts. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know how many nerds that are out there developing things and patenting stuff grew up watching Star Trek, you know, and then going, I want to, I'll make that. That's like hoverboards. Like, People are making, trying to make hoverboards because of the stuff they've seen. I would, the I'd rather have a teleporter. It's pretty much well, just yeah. a cell phone. That, yeah, that's right. It's a Nextel, oh, right? Yeah. You just strap it to your shirt. But I, uh, can you hear me now? They can never hear each other. We're having some kind of subspace frequency problem. Right. We can't get a hold of them. Uh, it never fails. Never Something fails. goes wrong. The more dangerous the planet you're on, the less likely you're going to be able to call for help. Mm. Uh, Star Trek is another great show that is uh, famous for having a, a fantastic cast and, and really good writing, really good dialogue. I'm really enjoying Next Generation. There's a lot of great shows out there. And some of you know, we're talking scripted shows, uh, reality shows. Mm. Oh, well, I got, I got, a, I got a hmm from, from Lisa Mottie. <laughs> How reality are reality shows? I, I mean, let's I, be honest. Well, let's talk about what what's a reality show that you secretly like to to watch. I'm honestly, I'm not big on reality TV. No, I'm not. I used to be like, I used to be really into America's Next Top Model. I remember watching that, like in the beginning, and then it got annoying. Um, I really like shows that are about like families that are weird. Like I like shows like like, like wife swap. Yeah, or like <laughs> like ones where it's like a family with like thirty kids, or like oh, those always end badly. Yeah, <laughs> or like the one the, with sister wives, like things about just like really messed up circumstances that people are just calling normal and then putting on TV. Like, so TLC. Or like oh my gosh, actually I just saw the one I really like, Ninety Day Fiance. Oh, that show is trash. Okay, okay. Hilarious. I've never heard of the show. What Neither is what is I. this? So basically, oh. it's like. It's like these people and they have their fiance that's like, so like, let's say me, I have my male order husband. I have my, He's like, foreign. <laughs> my foreign husband from, I don't know, from Yugoslavia. like Ukraine or something. And he, I bring him over to the United States and we have 90 days. 
um, is it to like get your to get married to, to get, get the green card? Yeah, to get your green card. So they're they in those ninety days, it's like documented to see like their compatibility and how well they get along, and do they end up getting like staying together or not, like getting married? So basically, to get the green it's just card. a green card marriage but, like, show. Everybody, yeah. everybody's like, does he really love you, or does he just want the green card? And, I've and seen of course, he's like, I love you, but really, uh, I want the green card. Really, I want the green There's card. There's one I've seen that the guy like insults her all the time, and oh like she, and then. Hun run and it's just, but then again they're well, also the ones that the are guys there's a lot of girls or it's a lot of women coming in from other like uh-huh. countries that i thought are the best oh. you know a lot about 90 day fiance now. my mom watched the show all the time <laughs> and therefore i watch the show all the time and sometimes the foreign women uh they're all gold diggers um it's just it's awful but there's there's all these different shows that give us like views into these weird lifestyles and i think we like this kind of stuff there, there's the amish mafia show right yeah, yeah the amish have a mafia right why not there's that no you want to race your chariot i think <laughs> i think you said sister wives right yeah and that's a weird one i watched the first i had never really seen sister wives i decided to go and watch the very first episode of sister wives and it is the sketchiest thing like this something definitely somebody needs to check the basements of this person's house there are people locked up under there yeah. like you watch it and these kids are like we're such a happy family we're all siblings and we, we know love all each your other. secrets come be part my of cousin our is my sibling and it's really <laughs> oh, weird yep, that is weird there's there's another one what's the one with a hoarders Oh, oh yeah, or like my strange addiction. Mm. Oh, Where they like, eat like mattress stuffing and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's so weird. See, now I'm not real huge on reality shows. I guess the only one that I actively watch, if you can call it a reality show, <laughs> is Impractical Jokers. Uh. Mm. But there's a reality show that I I only ever saw two seasons of it, and I don't think they ever did more than just the two seasons. It was like in the mid 2000s, and it was on the reality like show channel. Like there was on TLC? Direct TV, no Direct. Yeah, oh. they, this was before every single uh, TV channel had. And what's the show, Stephen? It was called Solitaire. Or solitary. I believe it's called it's, solitary. It's solitary. One guy, one deck of cards. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's solitary. It was solitary. So you had like great show. you had like eight or ten people uh, that were competing, and whoever basically whoever lasted the longest would win. So, but the thing is, is you're in this little like octagon room and that's all that you know that's all you see you never see another like contestant 10 by 10 you never know what the other people are doing but you you're all competing against each other so you'll do these different challenges where like there's one i remember you had to go and touch every single corner of the room but you had to like go like across like almost like a, like a star kind of thing and you just kept doing that until you stopped whoever stops first gets kicked off the show but you don't but they don't tell you when somebody stops so you yeah, that sounds like you're gonna drive somebody insane. It, it was so people, good though. People, it, like the whole point, like it, it it passed itself off as a game show that was driving people crazy because it would do crazy. Oh, I never uh, saw like, that. Over, like outlasting challenges, like who could outlast who. That's who like could, when the radio, like the morning show, would have the contest of who could go the longest without peeing. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it was a gr- it was a gross show that was like really. Too I never much. thought it was gross. Well, that's because you're sick in the head. Um, oh my! It was Shot, a good, shots the, fired. The guy who won the first bang, season bang. was a Christian, and he said like he was able to put through it because you know the Lord gave him strength because he wanted to win. I would the money really, to, I would really love to know where that guy is right now, where that money is. He's right an now, Asian fellow, and where his relationship with the Lord is right now. I don't know. Hopefully this wow. was good. this was like twelve years hater. ago. This is. I'm not a hater. I would just say I really. Like to see where, like the people that win these reality shows, what happens to them after? 
Like that's like where's that follow up show? That's what well, I want to see. The ones that I want to see. Ninety Day Fiance has an after show called After Ninety Days. Yeah, if it does, it does. <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Seen that? Um, the, the, there, there was one, and you got the Bachelor has to be the worst thing. Uh, it's, oh wow! <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's the most vain uh, thing of all time. Now we have some single men and single ladies here. Yeah. Would you ever conceivably find yourself going on a show like that? Heck no. Competing with another like 20 ladies or another 20 guys. Oh no. For the affections of that one. F- oh, no. So you were going to go with it when I said you want 20 women to compete <laughs> for you. No, you don't. You're not. That would never happen, Tony. <laughs> How not, about? I'm not the hot guy. You're on the Bachelorette and you've got 19 other guys. The I'm the guy on the Joe Schmo show and, I get, <laughs> and everybody else is an actor. <laughs> I shouldn't have to compete for the affection. Exactly. I'm not going to do that. Well, even if you win prize. the affection, even if you win nope. the affection of that guy, you know he just made out with like three other girls. Yeah, not to I'm perform. also not yeah, okay with that. That's that like, is no. gross. Just no. Yeah, super skeezy. Yes. Now, they did a show, uh, I think Fox did it some years ago, to kind of spoof that, what called Joe Millionaire. Where they had this guy and he's a, a multimillionaire and he's looking for a wife. Yeah, so they had all these women compete, but they didn't tell them that he's really not a millionaire. He was a construction worker. I think it was U- oh. I think it was UPN or something like Man. that. I remember that. And show. they did that swerve at the end. It was like, oh, by the way, and I think that they got divorced pretty quick. Uh, my favorite kind of reality shows were the celeb reality ones they used to do on VH1. Yes. Oh, yes. Like the, Flavor Flav! The, well, Flavor Flav was a spinoff of The Surreal Life, where they would take all these like washed up 80s and 90s celebrities and put them in a house yeah. together like Big Brother. Yes. And it was like, yes. it was like Flavor Flav, and then Bobby from uh, the, the, the kid from the, the Brady Bunch. And then, like, Adrian Curry was on there. Minnie Me was on there. Yes. Brett Michaels. China. No, it was Vince Neal from Motley Crue. Oh, oh, Brett Michaels was on it, too. But Brett, Brett Michaels had his own show. Yeah. Rock of Love. And then they, they oh had my a God, shot Rock of love with Tequila Tequila. MC Hammer. Oh, gross. MC Hammer was on there, I think. It was it was a crazy cool show. Uh, Ponch from Chips was on there. Uh, uh, see, now, one of the weirdest, it was my favorite, and I literally only watched two episodes. But they did, like, a, it was called the Celebrity, celebrity Paranormal Experience. So they had, oh. like, all these celebrities do, like, the ghost hunting thing. And it was so <laughs> awful. But, like, I remember specific. I can't remember who the celebrity was, but they were walking in, like, an old shutdown insane asylum and got freaked out over a mannequin because they thought it was a ghost. And it was that it was so terrible, See, but the, it was so good. Those VH1 uh, shows that you're talking about remind me of, like, all the MTV shows. Yeah, I was thinking next. Because you have, you have... Parental control. You have... Uh, 16 and pregnant. You have... Oh, uh, Room Raiders? You're going <laughs> to... <laughs> oh, I remember Room Raiders. The real, oh. Well, the real world. Uh, oh. Jersey Shore, the yeah. ultimate trash reality show. The Hills, what was it called? No, it was Wait, The Hills. Was- I don't think that we should, there's anything that we can bring to the table from MTV that deserves to be mentioned in the context of quality television. Yeah, exactly. I don't. It's got on a reality Not show, since okay. Remote Control went off the air. Uh-huh. What was Remote Control? What it was a game T- show. What about TLC? TLC? The Learning Channel? The Learning Channel? Oh, nope, never mind. TRL. That's oh, what I to say. <laughs> Neff, you're grounded. Thank you. What was it? I can't remember what network it was on, but I remember watching, it's a show called Ink Wars, which was like a bunch of tattoo Ooh, artists yeah. competing against each other. It was really cool to kind of see the challenges and to like see the artwork or and Ink stuff. Masters or, or Ink Masters. Or Ink Masters. Well, there was, I think it was Ink Wars and Ink Masters. Like Oxygen or something. Something like they that. Did one, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, they did one challenge on that show where they had to paint them in like, 
they had to do a full body paint mm-hmm. and they could only see it through black light. Oh yeah, so I remember they had, that so one. So they have to like do the outlines of the body. They had to paint them all black and then have like the rest of it in black. It was really cool. There was one they cool had show. to paint stormtrooper helmets, which was pretty cool. I think that aside from the reality shows though, because th- that's just kind of like what kind of gimmick can you hook something onto, mm-hmm. and then what kind what what can you exploit in those things to make people keep watching it. Uh, Created shows, scripted shows, dramatic shows, comedy shows, the ones that would be maybe considered to be more pure television, uh, they're a little bit harder to come by. There was a quote that I read the other day that said, um, TV entertains, but great TV makes you think. Has there ever been a show that has made you think, like it has made you really, it's challenged you at all? Ooh, Doctor Who. How so? Uh, they, They bring up, each doctor has his own like moral thing that he has to go through. Um, like that's that's their big development. Um, I know with Capaldi, um, his whole thing was be kind to one another and like seeing situations that he was in. Maybe look at any situations that I would be going through where like he, like almost like setting an example. Like when you when you have characters that are you know who so many people look up to and they have that opportunity that platform. And you see them go up against situations that, even though they're phenomenally bigger than your situation, they still at the at the base level, you know, connect at like, oh, this is, you know, kind of equal to this as far as my reaction should be this. Do you think that there's um there's a little bit of and and, and I don't want to overstate something that's not there, but do you think that there's a little bit of a reflection of what we experience in Christ in the character Doctor Who, like, because he's always got, like, these human companions, he's this larger than life, like, he knows more, sees more, can virtually do anything. He dies and comes back to life all the time. <laughs> who who then interacts with us, brings us on all these great adventures, and, and there's still, like, this, I have this fondness, this affinity, this love, even though I'm totally not on your level, but I still have kind of intervened and, and, and uh, co- basically converged with your regular mundane world. Here I am, uh, you know, I've seen the birth and death of a thousand sons, but uh, I just always find my way back to London. Absolutely. Donna's my favorite companion for that reason. Why is that? Because her whole thing, and it's been a while since I've seen uh, anything with Donna. She's the... the She's Nellie Bertrand. Nellie Bertrand, thank you. That's what I thought She doesn't believe in herself and doesn't see how special she is but like the doctor does and like when she becomes Dr. Don she becomes the most important woman in the universe and she's like I'm just a temp like I don't understand so like to, to me that was really awesome because like that's no offense against Claire but like back when um, companions were like normal people without like some kind of magical backstory they were a shop girl they were a temp they, they were, were a nurse they were a nurse they or were a they, they were or a, a doctor like Martha. Martha Jones. No, it wasn't like uh, Donna. She was one of the few that wasn't like infatuated with the doctor. Yeah, like, she, she was, you ain't mating with me, sunshine. Like, yeah. I loved her. She was sassy. Can you say that again, please? No. no. Don't do it. Don't do it. I'll make it your ringtone. <laughs> Soundboard. <laughs> so, what's another show maybe that has challenged you, that has made you think? West Wing. Oh, good one. Why? Well, uh, the the president on first the off, West. let me just stop you there. It's a good one, yeah. great show. Um, well, the West Wing is about uh, a Democratic president and his White House staff, yeah, his senior staff. So, being mostly compatible with Republican ideas, it's interesting to see the uh, the other side of things and how they view uh, hot p- 
polit- political topics and stuff like that. And you're watching this, and and the president is such a compelling and and really morally based character yes. that it almost becomes less about the politics and more about the passion of what yeah. this person really mm-hmm. believes, whether you believe it along with him or not. You kind of want to root for him because you see his conviction and you see the the determination that his team has to make a difference and and to to make their presidency matter. Yeah, so like based on solely on character and stuff like that, like he would be somebody that I would vote for. I would. That's what I'm saying, dude. Absolutely, Jed Bartlett. I would vote for him. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Um, what, what have you guys ever watched The West Wing? No. I have a not. Bit. No. I, immediately watched The West Wing. It's a it's a I'm in the wonderful of like 18 show. Eighteen shows. <laughs> There's a, there's a there's another show um, uh, that we've talked about a couple times on the show, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I was thinking about oh, the entire. Yes. Avatar I bought Solid. the entire series on Blu-ray. Did you get Legend of Korra? I didn't get Legend of Korra. I need to see how I go out with Avatar first. I think you <laughs> really like it. But there's there's a moral dilemma that Aang deals with near the end of the um, near the end of the series series with him before Legend of Korra. And I don't want to spoil it now for you because you're gonna. Watch. I'm gonna watch it. So I'm not going to say don't spoil anything it. else. I'm I, not going to say anything else. Everyone in the audience who knows what you're talking about is they nodding enthusiastically. Yes, I am nodding along with you. Yes. yes. Okay, so here's something else. Daredevil. 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 The, the Netflix show. Yes. I'm on season three right now, about halfway through it. I haven't finished watching season three, but the whole thing, especially in the first season where he's like, I don't kill. Like, yeah. that, that moral dilemma of getting you thinking of, like, do I do things through the justice system or vigilante and yeah. stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that, that's a challenge. So, then, and I get it. Now, let me let me fast forward you to season three, which I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm, I'm on, on my episode three. three. Ha, have you guys watched I, Defenders? No. Yes. No? Who has no. not watched Defenders? Uh, I'm going to spoil Defenders for you. It's been out for like a year. Um, Daredevil, uh, here, this is the spoiler of Defenders. You, it's not even a spoiler. Daredevil dies at the end of Defenders. Whoa. He does. He gets a building dropped on him. Now, keep in mind, then they come wait. out with Daredevil Season 3. Wait. So, so. Wait a minute. <laughs> the but, numbers are not adding up. <laughs> but because of that, he blames himself for a lot of what happens, mm-hmm. and he kind of comes out of this this whole thing, uh, whereas he's always felt like he had this weird call of God on his life. Daredevil was always associated very closely with his faith, with his Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, in Season 3, he really struggles with that. Basically, he, he saves somebody, and they're like, thank God. And he goes, don't thank God. God didn't save you. I did. You know, like there's this Whoa. struggle that he has in his life of um, it, it, God didn't isn't using me. God did this to me. Uh, so I need to do something for myself. And I, I think that they're going to bring that around in his character to where it kind of comes back to it. But that's his struggle in at the first of the season. Like in the first couple episodes, he's basically like, yeah, uh, what has God ever done for me besides take everything away from me? And mm. um, ever feel like that's almost like writer's way of strategically making some kind of commentary to people it, it really depends on how it ends out how it ends up because i think it's okay for a character who trusts god who goes through a, a difficult time to have a crisis of faith right and i think that that could bring if they were write it out the right way that they can bring that full circle and make his faith even stronger than it was before. Or they could just be using that to say, ha-ha, let's basically write out God and kill him off screen. Right. Uh, I I would hope that it would be the former and not the latter. Mm -hmm. That's my issue Like a lot of times when it comes to, I guess, getting religion-y in in television is I'm defensive, so I'll always look at how the it goes has kind of like you guys are trying to poke fun at something here yeah. you're trying to make a comment mm-hmm. that isn't I was watching Mad Men okay and there was a scene and I don't know if all of you guys are familiar with Mad Men but there's I'm Peggy mad. and there's this like Peggy. ongoing little weird dynamic thing between her and this priest um 
you know what I'm talking about, yes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a scene where she kind of goes over. I think she's delivering food. I don't know what she's doing, but the priest is there. And it's like, it's about to be the end of the season. They're all concerned about the bomb. Are they going to die? Um, and the priest, she goes in and the priest kind of asks her, how are you doing? And she's kind of like, I mean, you know, I'm all right. And the priest tells her, well, aren't you scared? Like, we could literally die. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I am nervous. And he goes, but you know that's at any moment, right? Like, at any moment, you could die. Like, at any moment, you could go to hell. Do you not realize you're going to go to hell? Is that what you want, to burn in hell? You need to get saved. You need to accept. I believe Jesus put me in your path to tell you that you're going to go to hell if you don't accept him. And he starts pushing this down her throat. And her argument is, I can't believe in a God that would do that. I can't believe in a God that would just send me to hell that way. And it, it that scene made me uncomfortable because the way they were painting it is mm-hmm. is is God is this evil condemning person. And Peggy's argument is, well, if God is really that way, then there is no real God because, you know, how could God be so vicious mm-hmm. as to just send you to hell? And the idea is that that I think most people that are watching that are wanting then they cheer for her because of exactly. her character's perceived liberation from the shackles mm-hmm. of her of religious exactly. upbringing. Yeah. And you see that tension of like her, her, her mom's always like, you know, you come back to church, you know, mm-hmm. you come to church with us. And she's constantly like, yeah, no. She always has this discomfort. They always address her faith as being this huge burden on her shoulders. Right. And that scene was kind of like the peak of it where she had that moment of, I'm going to break out of this chain and say, well, no, you know, I'm not going to, I'm, I believe like if that's how it is and I'm not going to believe it. And I think that's unfortunate. I feel like that's an angle that a lot of television tries to take is religion as kind of constraining as opposed to liberating. Yeah. Christians are either bullies or they're crazy. Yeah. See, see, I can find that even in, even like I said, I love, I love Dr. Who this last season that I've been watching. The new season has been very, um, you can, you can, if you're really looking at it, you can definitely see the undertones like that. And I'm not trying to get pol- political or anything, but definitely like a liberal type, you know, uh, very liberal type um, way of thinking in the way it's written. Like uh, this uh, last episode had uh, religious religious uh, characters uh, called the Ux who uh, believe who believe that this uh, person has come who's their Messiah. But he turns out to be this um, this evil guy from my who's like just a mass murder who, whose whole race is, is like these murderers and he's tricked them into thinking that he's their messiah or their their god mm. and because they've been waiting and worshiping this guy waiting for this god to come and and really and it's just he landed there by chance on their planet and of course it's it's thinly veiled commentary exactly well and they do the same thing there's a, a brilliant star trek show and it's called the orville and it's not star trek at all it's just it's uh you know uh Family Guy basically does Star Trek, um, but they in that show they have a lot of really cool and interesting, thought-provoking, compelling uh, episodes where they deal with issues of morality and re- seemingly religious-based morality uh, in that show, um, and it almost always leans back to her. It's anytime you have a non-Christian, uh, non-faith-based view of faith, and the, especially the institution of faith, uh, you begin to see characters that it always leans to hypocrisy, it always leans to corruption. Uh, I shouldn't say all. Always. It, it typically leans towards hypocrisy and corruption. Uh, it typically leans towards uh, maybe a, a lack of education or someone maybe holding on to, you know, uh, primitive ways. 
Um, and I, and I, of course, we know that shows come out of Hollywood, which is in fact a liberal and and not inclined to be uh, Christ-like and godly in in their writing and, and their message. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does seem a little unfair. It, it's it to me is uh, the spiritual version of saying if we're going to have um, let's say a, a, a black person or an Asian person that we're going to play out the stereotypes of um, the lowest common denominator of what people might associate exactly. with those things or you know if we're if we're going to have um, you know a woman then the woman she'd better not be good at math because you know or, or you know she'd better be in the kitchen making her man some food or something like that like if, if that was what it was and it was overtly stated that way that would never fly never uh but christianity you know we we are fair game steven uh now the orville i know that's starring seth MacFarlane. did he does he like write and produce it and all mm-hmm, that stuff mm-hmm. see that's the thing that's one of my biggest uh, to be to be fair he's not as uh he's not as offensive Mac- and, and 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 he's not a seth MacFarlane as he is in like family and guy. like family guy where it's like biting commentary yeah it's more thought-provoking like i could watch the orville and and, ha- and have a conversation afterwards where, where there's dialogue and, and I just don't I don't feel like I've just been assaulted. Well, that's like I, I used to watch Family Guy. Family Guy's the worst of that. I, like Before I was saved, I loved Family Guy. And then like after I got saved, I started it's really bothering me like how like over the top it was like anti-Christian or like sure. Oh, sure. because Seth MacFarlane is an atheist and he's not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the same way, it's one of the reasons why I love King of the Hill because Mike Judge is an atheist, but he he doesn't use his show as a way to just put just his knock view. Christianity. Like Hank Hill, who is voiced by Mike Judge, is one hundred percent the opposite of Mike Judge. But they treat it seriously. Like they don't sure. they'll poke fun at Hank Hill, but they don't. Hank Hill is not a joke. Sure, but and, and Hank Hill is a person of faith. Their family goes to church, and yeah. it's not yeah. treated as a joke. Even though there's sometimes they did an episode of King of the Hill where they went to a mega church. Yes, I love that episode. It's one of my favorite episodes. That it's one so, when Bobby goes to youth group. So well written. So I remember written. the youth group. One. I literally. I, I although in season one they did do the one where like the the one lady did the anti Halloween night where they had yeah. like the Hallelujah haunted house or whatever. The Hallelujah house. What, what about like the Simpsons in church? Like the way I was thinking about too. they What's handle his church. What's his name? Reverend Lovejoy. Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders. Ned Flanders. See, now, they, now they make fun. One thing I've noticed about the Simpsons because I used to have people who used to like really get on me about that is the Simpsons go to church. They do a lot of episodes about church. But whenever I they do make fun of Christians a lot through Ned Flanders. But whenever like I've noticed whenever like you have like Homer or somebody kind of like be very like either anti-church or anti-god or something like that nothing good happens to them in that episode like it's always there's always like an up like uh, even though they're jokey and matt graining has his own like political and and religious views they still like have somewhat of a respect towards religion they 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 lampoon it but there is still a little bit of a foundation of yeah but like it, it's I, I basically re- treated as not it's not treated as a caustic or yes. negative element. Like I remember specifically in the Simpsons movie at one point Homer says like they're walking into church and Homer says something, oh it's just a room full of people who believe in their phony baloney god. But then Homer immediately after they go to church after everybody in the church hears him say that begins the stuff that creates the the anarchy in the movie but it's like one, it's one of those things where it's like there's always a, a juxtaposition yeah, what, yeah, the same movie they have <laughs> whenever the apocalypse happens you got you have that bar right next to the church people from the church go to the bar people from the bar go to the church that's funny 
So there's there. You talked about Mike Judge, another person. Joss Whedon is a um, mm. is an atheist, but Joss Whedon, when he wrote Firefly, uh, wrote Shepard Book in there as a. Oh, I love Shepard. And and Shepard Book's a great character, yes. and he's not played as weak. He's not played as hypocritical. He's played as as flawed. But I'm okay with a flawed, mm-hmm. faithful person. Um, I mean, he also wrote. We're flawed. He also wrote the line in Avengers. Uh, There's only one God, God ma'am, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't, doesn't dress, dress like that. that. Yeah. So I can respect people who don't just shove their beliefs into a character because they want to well, do it. Well, I don't like being made fun of, and I don't like uh, and I don't like that it's okay to make fun of, you know, wacky Christians. There was um there's a fantastic show called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, and it's mm. it's written by and stars a lot of the same people from the West Wing, but it's written by Aaron Sorkin who did the West Wing. And uh, it's it was pretty much washed into obscurity because it came out on the same network at the same time as 30 Rock. 30 oh. Rock, which was Tina Fey doing a comedic version of how Saturday Night Live works. Mm-hmm. Studio right. 60 was a dramatic version of how Saturday Night Live works. Really? Uh, yeah, and they came out at the same time, but Studio 60 was great. But one of the cool things about the way they did Studio 60 was there was a, a Christian character in the cast of the show. Um, not a Christian actress, but on the show, the show within the show, there's a Christian comedian who she is part of the show's cast. And uh, one of the story arcs that they do was they the the show that she's on, Studio 60, did a skit called Crazy Christians. So all these Christian groups were expecting her to like walk off the show. Everybody wanted to know her reaction on it and stuff like that. But they treated her character respectfully. And they, they treated her character as an intelligent character, not as a, a joke, not as somebody that was... That was there to be a foil to anybody or uh, to be played as a punchline. I, I really appreciate and respect when people don't just make Christ or people that follow him into fools or yokels or, you know, the whatever whatever analogy you want to make. You know, we're not the ones that are, you know, hoarding cases of Mountain Dew and, uh, you know, waiting for for the apocalypse. You know, we're there. there are, would we? We're not going to be here to enjoy the Mountain Dew. There are brilliant people. There are there are kind people. There are good people. There are, are smart, well-read people who are Christians. And, you know, but uh, I think that TV doesn't really care too much about that. So religious content on TV. Um, oh, there was a while there, I think in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, where there was actually a lot of like, I'm going to throw them the air quotes here, like religious TV shows. Like Seventh Heaven. Like Seventh Heaven. Um, it's the only one I can think of. And that was on when I was like in elementary school. Right. Yeah, I never watched that show, but. The girl I had a crush on in elementary school loved that show and I tried watching it and I just thought it was really cool. But Seventh Heaven, I, that, I mean, I guess they dealt, I didn't honestly never watched it. Um, all I know is that it starred two people from Star Trek movies. Uh, it starred the, oh, guy, the from, guy from Star Trek 1 and the girl from Star Trek 4 uh, were the parents. But, uh, you know, I guess that was, there was another one that was out, um, Touched by an Angel. Oh, oh I never, yeah. I never saw that one, but I definitely, I'm aware. When I grew up, I used to watch a show called Highway to Heaven. Uh, with uh, you don't remember that one? No. Okay, Highway to Heaven was basically like the Incredible Hulk. Only instead of a guy that turned into the Hulk, he was an angel. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. And he and he would basically he was a hitchhiker, and it was him and this other guy. They were, he was the, the other guy was a human, and they were hitchhikers, and they would just show up in a different town of the week that somebody was going through some struggle, and it was um, Michael. Oh, what's the guy's name? Douglas. For, no. Eisner. This, no, he was. Um, shut up. He was on Ponder uh, Ponderosa. He was on Bonanza. Um, Michael Landon. Uh, and Michael Land- Michael Landon was an angel. What's Bonanza? Gosh, Scott Higa, I need somebody my age. I know no, Bonanza. No, no, no. He didn't say. I'm what, just saying. Did like, say what's Bonanza? With, yeah. No, I know Bonanza, but would they know? Michael Bonanza? Landon was an angel, so he would like intervene with these people's lives, and nobody knew he was an angel because he just looked like a regular guy. But then he would end up leaving them like super blessed. But I think the touch by an angel was basically the same thing. Well, uh, we had, I mean, as a kid growing up, like we talked about SpongeBob earlier. 
I had VeggieTales. VeggieTales. Quality content for kids to enjoy. Superbook. Superbook. Which is enjoying a, a, a revival now. They're doing like CG Superbook. Bible was Man. Anime? Yeah, Superbook yeah. was, uh, it was Superbook and The Flying House, but they were basically the flip versions of the same show. Kids that could magically go back in time and find themselves in anime versions of Bible stories. Oh, I, mean, cool. I, mean, I mean, even the spinoff, like, it was not a spinoff, but 321 Penguins, all the big idea stuff was like, Great content that I used to love to watch as a kid, and and surprisingly good quality because Christian content is not usually known for being good quality. Have exactly. you ever? Can we just be real, you guys? Mm-hmm. Have you ever actually watched Christian television? Yeah. Like I, the only Christian television that I've watched has been like revivals and well, like, and not like and there's seven hundred club. And, you know, of course, there's there's preaching and stuff like that. But have you ever like watched the? content on some of these things I, I'm sure they're good but it's like sometimes you'll turn on Christian TV and they'll have like kids programs on there and it's creepy yeah. like it's always like the wrong person and the wrong puppet doing the wrong content it's really yeah. bad or, or some really like 90s looking CG or even like the, the, the and, and I'm, I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking anybody's ministry or anybody's relationship with God I'm only I'm, I'm only contributing commentary to the optics of it but when I turn on a TV show and they're talking about reaching the world, but like you look at the set and it looks like Liberace's living room, as <laughs> everything is like gold and foil and like the, the leaflets and the and crystal, and it's so gaudy and tacky and whatever. And it's like, whoa, dude! Like, are you compelling people to come in? Like, who who is this for? Is it entertainment for Christians or are non-believers supposed to like stop thumbing through the channels and go, oh, I'm, I'm listening to what you say? heavily made up person or, or guy with sparkling rhinestone suit or, or whatever it might be. And I, I know I'm using hyperbole here and I'm not trying to be an insult to anybody, but is that appealing to the world? Like, is that quality content? No, Cause I mean, like, like I said, I'll, I'll turn on like uh channel four, the, what 45. is it? Yeah. 45 TV 45. And I'll see something that was made in the last year. It looks like it was made in 1995. Like, you would think that there would be some kind of production value that they would try to insert into it um, that would give it more appeal. Because, I mean, if the whole if the whole point of having a TV station is to not only reach regular, like, your Christian viewers, but people beyond that, yeah. then if you're just making content that's, you know, the bare minimum for your Christian viewers and they're going to watch it because they're Christian and it's a Christian program, right. you know, you're not going to get the desired effect. You want to make quality content that's so good that people outside of, of you know, being just Christians want to watch it and then they'll get the message through it. And the tools are available now for people to mm-hmm. film things that look good and, and have high quality, mm-hmm. but writing is hard, man. Uh, even with Christian movies, um, it, it's hard to get good oh, writing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get good acting. Those are difficult things to nail down. Um, and, and I don't know that... that I don't know that we that that's a, a world that we're ever really going to have the upper hand on Hollywood on. Uh, as as a church, was the, uh, with three God's not dead movies. Uh, so, Come so on. was yeah. the Bible show? Was that like a? Was that like a Christian show? Or the was Bible like a show, History Channel type. Show? Well, I think it was a little bit of both. I don't know who produced oh. it, but the Bible show was actually produced by the girl who starred in Touched by an Angel, uh, who is, from what I understand, a Christian. So they they put a lot of and that was actually not bad. No, I've seen it. It's real, and they have it on like the Bible. If you go to the Bible app, you can watch it. Yeah, I, it it was pretty well produced. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it was pretty well produced. But don't you hate it when when the next words that are going to come out of my mouth was it was pretty well produced for a Christian show? Mm, you know, yeah. like when you go, oh, it was pretty. You know, like if I, I don't know. Because when you talk about a regular show, you're talking about the production quality. It's the same thing that I that I said when I when we we're talking about like, and I'm going to go back to one of my least favorite shows of all time, Inhumans, Marvel's mm. Inhumans. Oh and I'm going, was it a good sh-? like? The only reason I continued watching that show was because it was a Marvel show. Right. If it wasn't a Marvel show, I would have never gotten through episode one, much mm-hmm. less watch the entire series. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes do we just tolerate things even though they're not good just because they say Jesus on them? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's a good point. Christian music videos that are, like, not great or Christian movies or TV shows that are, like, eh, not good. Well, the thing is, like, it feels like People in mediums like music are like, I don't want to throw like my own, like, I think only, only you, me, and Steven would understand. It was like Christian hip hop has like really upped its game recently, where it's like, instead of being like five years behind what's hot, it's becoming like, it's up in the forefront of what's like popular music. Perhaps, but I'll challenge you with this. Is the message being diminished in Christian hip hop as the production value increases? Sometimes I've no, definitely I, seen. I say across the board, yes. And there's going to be somebody that's going to want to argue with me. But I mean, I'm just going to tell you. I think that if you were to listen to, and you'll forgive me, if you're going to go back in time 25 years and listen to early ETW, uh, DOC, uh, DC Talk, like some of these old Christian groups, you're going to find an overt Christian message that's more uh, more transparent there than having to wade through whatever Andy Minio is talking about now or whatever, you know, who I, I got to listen to a Fettuccine Alfredo song. Uh, real talk, right? right? By the way, this has nothing to do with TV, but since you're talking about hip-hop, the fact that Pitbull is sampling Africa by Toto for a song Ugh. for Aquaman is the last sign of the end times, people. <laughs> Look to the skies. Jesus is coming back. So many things wrong. Yeah. Um, there was a show on, on NBC called Kings. I'm glad you brought that up. I was going to ask you to bring it up. I'm bringing it up. I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it. I was going to have you like explain it to me. like Because I know you watched it. It was a miniseries. It was a drama miniseries that took place in a fictional modern world, but it was based on the Book of Kings, the story of David and Saul. And they took a, it, was, it was good. The production values were okay. They took a lot of liberties with was it. Was it a Christian show? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Not remotely. Not remotely. And they, they, you, you can tell that pretty quickly. They made, took a lot of liberties with it and uh, changed some of the characters. Um, you know, well, this guy in the Bible, well, he's not a homosexual in the Bible, but he's on the show, so let's make him a homosexual or, you know, different things like that. So they, they did take some liberties with it. But it was interesting to see uh, what happens when the world tries to bring their production values in, into biblical. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because that makes me think of a show that I know Neff and I have also watched uh, called Supernatural. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I started watching the show after my younger sister was watching it because she was homesick for like a week and so she started watching it and I saw it and was like this is kind of questionable I need to like keep an eye on this because I'm not 100% like the with the show they kind of take uh, Christian themes and then warp it Mm. so like it sounds biblical. It, it, they, they did an interesting storyline um, with the Mark of Cain, talking about uh, the story of Cain and Abel and how um, Cain apparently 
killed his brother because Lucifer wanted him. But Cain's like, no, like you can't have him. He's like, well, if I can't have him, then you have to be the one to kill him. And there was like this whole like crazy storyline that like went on with it that like completely twisted the story Jesus in the Bible. Fan fiction. Like, yeah. yeah, it's basically fan fiction. And we're not going to talk about the angels and the archangels uh, and how they treat those jerks. Characters. Like the angels are awful. Like yeah. they're awful. And I, their version of God is kind of like this controlling character. Like, I wouldn't oh, even I, say controlling. He was absent. Yeah. He just, was straight up absent. Yeah. He was At least like, it wasn't Alanis Morissette. <laughs> but like it just, the show itself <laughs> was just frustrating from a Christian perspective. And the main reason why I watched it was because I wanted to be able to pour into my sister and explain like, hey, they might be showing this as like, God is like this negative thing and that the angels are bad and stuff, but like here's X, Y, Z, or here's what the actual Bible story is without that fan fiction. Um, See, to me, I, I that raises an alarm for me, and I'm not to not to fire at you or be critical, but that's kind of like, hey, drink this from the toilet real quick, and then mm-hmm. I'll show you. No, and if you would have drank this from the Brita filter, it would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I go, ah, the alarm, like that, the wrong. That's the wrong way to do it. Like if there was already an existing situation, but perpetuating it. I know you liked the show. Not uh, really. Okay, I, I know that you followed the show, and there I were things that bit. gave you the feels. I I I, yeah. I watched you uh, yeah. With, yeah. when I would play Carry On My Wayward Son and have it reactions. It would make me hurt. And I'm and I'm not throwing rocks at you for that. No, no. When was the point when you kind of decided this isn't worth the mixed message that I'm getting here? I mean, it was like that for a while. It wasn't until my sister stopped watching it that I kind of stopped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it just the connection that the feels that I felt from it were more so from the brothers because there was that um, brotherly relationship with like, I mean, I have my sister and stuff. And then Neff, I know you've got your brothers and Mm -hmm. stuff. So there was that like human aspect of it um, that was interesting. And like the whole whole thing, like from the word go, just definitely had that discomfort from a Christian standpoint. But I haven't watched the show in a long time. So then we're talking, we're talking our, our Christianity meeting the, the television culture. Uh, and whether it's television that we watch on, on network TV or whether it's something that we watch on Netflix or Hulu or, or however you consume that media, even the shows that come out on YouTube. It seems like every streaming platform has their own unique shows. As a Christian, when do you go, hmm, they just crossed a line. I can't go with you any further. Has there ever been a time when you've just said, as a believer, that was that was a little below the belt, or or I can I can no longer follow you down this road? Have you ever actually had that moment where you had to morally pull the plug on something? Yes. Like what? Um, the show, anything that is like supernatural or that just mixes with dark spirits like kind of our conversation about halloween it's like why would you celebrate anything that honors the opposite of light right i feel like shows like supernatural or in my case it was the show charmed Mm. um i was like into the show charmed and then i just lost interest just because like i'm i rarely a show has to be really good for me to stick through it all the way to the end but then my sister who's like savvy on everything and watches everything and loves to be like really on it with pop culture got into charmed and for a long time it just didn't sit well with me. I'm like, I don't think it's okay to just to contribute our support to something that that shines a light on darkness. 
and I kind of told her that and I was like I feel like we shouldn't do that and she didn't watch it and mm -hmm. it just I felt the difference in me of like yeah that was the right choice there mm -hmm. was something wrong there so I don't watch Supernatural I don't watch Charm a little bit like that Sabrina the that, Teenage that, Witch oh, that oh, thing. oh new, yeah. the new one that's a big yeah no, no the new one is I, I didn't know the extent of it and my sister bless her heart you know she's very innocent she doesn't really catch always all of those things even though this time she was very intuitive and I was proud of her but um, I had read an article and it was something about like a demon or like the Satan. The, the, the yeah. They were suing they them were because suing of them. the image. That's the, I read that too. And I was like, why would they even put that in a show? And I was just reading these reviews on it and I kind of brought it up to him like, hey, sister, I don't know. I feel like this Sabrina show. And she's like, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> they, they they do dark things in yeah. that show. I'm My Sabrina was the it. animated one. <laughs> the Deke animated. <laughs> I remember seeing the, the promotional images for it. Like on, um, on Netflix, yeah. you see Sabrina with the horns. Yeah. So like going up around her head and I'm like that's straight up satanic and like even, even the trailers you could tell that they were doing satanic rituals in the trailers like nope. I don't I would be scared to even participate as an actress or anything on something mm -hmm. like that and that's why I backed off of Buffy because I like the Buffy movie I mean I have no problem with vampires they're gonna kill some vampires whatever you know the vampires deserve to die but Buffy got really really <laughs> dark and, and demonic it was basically it wasn't like hey we're fighting vampires it was like oh there's a portal to hell under our school so let's talk about that it was mm -hmm. right out the gate I was like yeah, I'm gonna have to bail on this one. See, so you talk vampires. Um, when I was like younger, vampires were like the hot thing. Twilight was coming out, oh my gosh. and one of my friends who ended up um, coming back, she she moved to South Carolina. She came back and lived at our house for a long time, uh, for like a year. Uh, she loved True Blood uh, on HBO, which is like the romantic vampire turned up to like eleven, where it's like ultra violent, ultra sexual, and. I, I, my mom recently, and this is not against my mom, it's just, she's, uh, we got HBO and she wanted to watch the show and she's like, you want to watch the show with me? And like, I, like we turned on like a little bit and I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, I can already tell this is going to, this is going to be against Christians. Cause, and later on she told me like, yeah, there, there's this like cult that's in there. That's like, oh, uh, they, 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 they like almost blatantly make it seem like they're Christians against vampires and they're all like dumb and crazy. I, I remember that even from the, um, the, like Anytime that's what happens. I mean, they always make it the religious, the fundamentalists are, are backwards, barbaric, you know, basic people. There are, are shows that are obvious and blatant like that, the demonic ones. Uh, are there any shows that create another, any kind of other moral gray area where you go, eh, I'm going to have to bail out on this one too. Like maybe something that, that isn't just like, we're going to summon Satan right now. Um, something that, that maybe creates any other kind of moral conundrum for you or something you go as a Christian, this is not where I ought to be. Uh, Game of Thrones How so? would be one. Uh, I I started watching the first episode not realizing the rating <laughs> and what uh, would happen in the show, but um, certain sexual things. I'm like, nope, click off. Not watching. So sexual things to you, that's the line. Yeah, like straight, like that, it was... Which is why you, anytime somebody says, it's an HBO show. Eh, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, as soon as that's I hear HBO, I'm like, eh. There's probably some stuff I don't want to see there. Yeah. Um, that's that's something we're drawing because I love fantasy. Fantasy is awesome. Give me dragons. I like dragons. It's cool. But like, I had I had to draw a line, and it sucked because it's like I heard so many good things about the show, and like the storyline is great, and it was just really hard for me to like. I couldn't sit through that. Just read the books. You don't see anything. In the Honestly, books. like that's <laughs> that's a thought. Um, but like it, it bummed me out because it's like, man, I want to be able to watch this, but I just I can't. Like, 
Yeah, and that was the same. I really wanted to watch Westworld because I like the old movie Westworld. Mm-hmm. And I think I got through like the first episode. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, um, nope. Same thing. What's that one show that you guys watched? Uh, I, I, I happened to walk into the very oh. wrong moment. My wife and Sonny, uh, our friend Sonny, were in my bed one night watching TV together. It was like I was playing PlayStation, so they went into the room to watch their show. And it was what's that creepy one Handmaid's with the, Tale. the Handmaid's Tale? Oh yeah, uh, based on. And the book. I just I, I went in I went into the, the to the bathroom in our in our bedroom and I was I, I went to shave and as I came out I walked out and it was like this super like rapey scene. Yeah, it's and, pretty rapey. And I'm like, <laughs> I think we've said that word enough yeah. on this episode. I'm like, wow. And I, I know that I, it's, I I've been told it's a very powerful show. I've been told that it's you know whatever. But uh, boy, that's uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't like that so much. Um, is there anything else that you can, and I'm not trying to create a list of like the no fly zone shows, but sometimes as Christians, we don't exercise discernment when it comes to the things that we consume because pop culture tells us this is really well done. It's really well written. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's an entertaining show or I don't want to get left behind on what's, what's happening here. Um, we were just talking with, well, with Sonny yesterday who really likes the DC shows. Mm-hmm. She loves Flash. She loves Supergirl, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and um, and she's really looking forward to kind of you know following along the shows. But there's certain character and thematic elements in those shows that were, are very uncomfortable for her to watch as a believer because she's like, I really feel like they're glorifying or glamorizing certain things that I find contrary to God's word or contrary to what a Christian should should believe. Now I haven't watched all those things, but I, I know her well enough to know that she's probably not wrong uh, are, are, there, are there as a Christian I think it's really important and my encouragement and my my you know word to you would be uh, you know don't set your eye on any evil thing you know like, like there's there's things that we need to probably really tighten up the filter of the things that we consume uh, because we allow so many different things to not only fly into our minds in our hearts uh, through the shows that we watch but also I, I try to be very cautious that we don't accidentally put a stamp of approval on something that we can encourage that we're encouraging other people to watch mm-hmm. as well. Um, and that's why I get really, really hesitant even about some of the shows that I watch. Like I watched Mad Men and I know you're watching Mad Men and, and I'm going, but man, there is just not a lot of wholesome Christianity on Mad Men. Right. I wish there were. It's a great show. It's wonderfully written, wonderfully acted. Uh, Breaking Bad is, is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can go down the list of the shows that we enjoy. The Netflix, the Marvel shows on Netflix are awesome. But boy, if I have to see one more creepy, grindy sex scene in a Marvel show, like why? Mm-hmm. Why? Unnecessary. I came here for Daredevil. Actually, Daredevil is the least offensive of all of them. I came here mm-hmm. for Luke Cage. Why yeah. am I seeing booty? You know? <laughs> so Not needed. But as, as Christians... We have to make sure that we're governing ourselves according to the things that we would be pleased, uh, that God would be pleased with for us. You know, and we, we and I don't know if you, you watch these shows with your mom and Neff. If, if you watched something, one of them HBO shows with your mom, if that made you feel uncomfortable. If you were watching it with your Nana, you know, would you be like, oh, sorry, cover up Nana's eyes. If you're watching it with your with your sister, who kind of depends on you for somewhat of a moral compass, um, it, or if you're just watching it and it's for your own edification, there comes a time when we have to say, yeah, this isn't for me. You know, I need to, I need to, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's noble, whatever's, ju- you know, those are the things that I need to focus myself mm-hmm. on. 
That's why I like the Great British Baking Show. The Great <laughs> British Baking Show, the most wholesome and, and pure. It's so beautiful. It is so pure and beautiful. I can't believe it's taken us this long to really, really talk about it. This show oh. is magnificent. I've, I've never seen it. It's been mentioned several times nice. in the last I'll, couple I'll, episodes of the show. I want but. to watch it, but now I don't want to watch it just because everybody's talking about it. No, like, you I have don't to. I want to watch just because of it. No, just find a nice day when you have the day off. Relax. What, Lisa Money? What? Do you not like the show? I just don't understand why we're conversating about it. Because it's, it's magnificent. Great. Because nobody's Very angry sweet. with each other. Everybody's so nice Wait, to each other. Have you watched, did you watch season one? I'm in. I'm in season one right. I'm like on episode three. I like. Have they done the baked season. Alaska yet? No. Okay. The, the guy with the with the long beard. I can't remember what his name is, but they. I think it's Alan. A L A I N. I think it's. But they do a baked Alaska. Oh my gosh! It's the first time I've ever seen anybody on the show lose it, like lose their junk. It was wonderful. It was the most American moment I've ever seen on British <laughs> Baking. <laughs> anyway, I'm so excited. Yes, Pete, check that out. Everybody and the hosts are so nice too. They're, they're they British. Really, they really are. Uh, well, as you watch TV and you thumb through the channels, I, I just pray that you would use discernment, that you would uh, not only enjoy the shows that are out there, and there are wonderful shows. There's so much to watch and so much to consume. But as a believer, um, please use your discretion, use your wisdom, and uh, and make sure that what you're you're consuming is not somehow callousing your heart uh, by exposing you to things that God would not be pleased with, by desensitizing you uh, to things that one ought not be desensitized by. And, um, you know, let us know if there's ever been a show that you've said, ah, this one uh, didn't work for me because of such and such. Or if there's a show where you go, wow, this one really communicated a great theme of God's love to me uh, in a way that I might not have expected it. So uh, we would love to hear from you. The best way for you to do that is to continue the conversation conversation that we're having tonight with us all across our social medias on Facebook, on Twitter, and uh, let us know what shows that you are really, really into. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of our road today. Uh, just like the old channels on the UHF TV show, we're reaching that time when we play the national anthem and we go <laughs> off the air for the evening. Um, any any last comments on, on TV and everything television? When you watch it, think... Would Jesus watch this? Would I want to watch this with my pastor sitting next to me? Mm. Yeah, man. I watch a lot of things with my pastor sitting next to me. Tony, you're bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He tries to get you to watch the great British baking show. That I try one to, won't win. I try to bring wholesome things into your life this money. I just, I just want to bring good things to you. But sometimes you won't let me. Mm-hmm. And... That's going to constantly be our struggle. <laughs> well, that's the end of our time tonight. Uh, we hope that you guys have had a great time. I want to ask you one last question before we go off the air this evening. If you were a television network, what television network would you be? Oh, this is to us. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this was like to the, the general populace. If you were a television network, what television network would you be? Nick Sadler. Science Channel. The Science Channel. Neff. ABC. Why? Because of all the great shows and ESPN. Sports is on there sometimes. Okay. And I like that. Jackie, if you were a television network, what would you be? Whatever one shows documentaries. <laughs> National Geographic. Sure, let's do that one. Okay. I like documentaries. Okay. I would have, uh, okay. I would BBC have, America. What would you say for me? I don't know what I'd be. Was it is IFC? I don't know that. IFC? Oh, why what would is she that? be IFC? Yeah. Maybe what is not. IFC? It's the independent film channels where that's they like, show independent films. That's like calling oh. her the L Ray <laughs> You said that like, I'm supposed to know what it is. No, 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 I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. I said that. That wasn't for you. That was for him. Like, why would you be IFC? <laughs> they have a lot of additional comment, uh, content on there that is not just independent films. Shows like such as Documentary Now, 
or oh, yeah. I documentary now. Oh my I have a lot of documentaries on my Netflix queue. <laughs> Mostly documentary British now. documentaries. It's David Attenborough. Portlandia is also on IFC. Mm-hmm. So you know, the wacky, Same creators, yeah. quirky, unique. That's fair. Yeah, they, they mock okay. me for treasuring you, Jackie. Stephen, what channel would you be? I was going to say IFC, but apparently that's not going to be. The oh, that's the only reason he was mad that I gave you IFC because no, he wanted no, to take it. No, because of two shows, she's an entire thing that doesn't fit her. Your TMC. I'm sorry, I, I didn't channel. mean to make waves. TCM. That's what I meant to say. All right, hey, back up C-SPAN. What do you got, Lee Smarty? <laughs> the Turner Broadcasting Network. TBS. Trinity, you mean? Trinity Broadcasting. Turn does. You T- mean TBS? Yeah, Turner Bro. Don't confuse me. I know I'm right. Yeah, but network is doesn't start with S. That's TBN. I said TBS. TBN. Your TBN. That's the Trinity Broadcasting no, Network. No, it's not. There's yes. no TBN. There's no TBN. Yes, there's there TNT is. and there's TBS. Turner Broadcasting Station System. No. Yes. yes. TBS. It's TBS or TNT are the ter- the, the networks that turn. Are you sure it's not Station? Dino I think it's System. Mike. It is system. I know. <laughs> twice, twice. I didn't come here to play. I didn't USA come. To, I didn't come to talk TV and then learn as I Home went. Okay. Why TBS? That's an interesting choice. My dad watches it a lot. Oh. I like my dad. Tony, <laughs> I feel like you would be USA. USA. Yeah, oh, it got, it's got wrestling and it's got great shows that are like really well written comedic. NCIS. Like Psych. Yeah, I was about to say NCIS. NCIS is good. Psych. Well. I'm Fox News. Back up. Oh. <laughs> well, let us know what network you would be. This has been the Nerd of God cast for Stephen Salisbury. Goodbye. Jackie freaking Wilson. Bye. The big man, Quentin Gregor Neff. Elise Navidad. The lovely lady, Elise Smotty. Make Nicholas W. Sadler. Goodbye. I'm Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But, but we can't stay here. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Malakaliki Maka. Maligayam Paso. Coca Cola. Mama say, Mama sa, Mama kusa. Merry Christmas. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go. Do, do the, the Mario. Mario. Shake your hips and then again. Let's do the Mario all together now. You got it. Do the Mario. It's really just this. It's really nice. Okay. <laughs>